are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. And you know they say that all podcasts are created equal. They look at podcasts also done with Mr. Adam Pacitti and say that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another podcaster, you have a 50-50 chance of it going two hours. But he's a genetic freak, and he was in Bugsy Malone as a small child. So you got a 50-50 chance of it going two hours, 25 at best. I've missed the line. 25% at best are going two hours. I've already messed it up. It was but yeah, Jack the Job in the it? mix. I oh, know, I know, it so was. <laughs> the chance of drastic going down, something, something, 33 hours and 33 and a half minutes. These podcasts go long. Here's Adam Pacitti. Here's Jack the Jobber, right. the wolf of You're right. the same. Oh, they're both. They're both of what legal age? What, what <laughs> they're both the there? same level of goodness is what I was going for. But oh, then you went, oh, hello. That's, that's the nice. best. That's the nicest thing you've ever said about me. Is that, yes, that, that's absolutely true, isn't it? Uh, so we'll start off with you, Jack. How the hell are you? Been a bit of a hectic day uh, outside the back of mine and Owen's flat. There are two police cars and a police van. Uh, and a strong, strong smell of weed as well. So much so that, like, our hallway now smells of weed. And I only have my window open a little bit. So I think they may have busted some kind of farm around the back of there or something. Don't know. Have you gone to investigate? Uh, this Before I was getting set up for this, I just had a look out the back. And, uh, yeah, two cars in a van. Parked up neatly, not like all haphazardly, as if they just raced onto the scene. But I couldn't see anyone. Couldn't see anyone... Any policemen or women, of course. I've started off the podcast terribly there. Just sexism immediately. Police officers, Couldn't see yep. any officers. Couldn't see any officers there. Couldn't see anybody in handcuffs or getting talked to. Just deserted. So I don't know what's going on. I watched a thing the other day, like a crime documentary, where they were, they were, it was a missing person in this case, and they had the helicopter out. And apparently, as they're going over the houses, if they see um, a roof giving off lots of heat where they think that like the, the lamps to help grow the, the oh. weed are... Um, they just make a note of it, and then they send someone round later, and they can get like five or six just just hovering over, looking for people. Two birds, an, one stone. Could just be an orgy. Could just be a very hot orgy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like they might have 
because the signs were there a little bit. Like sometimes right. there's if I'm staying up late to watch a pay per view or something, and I'm sat in my room, sometimes a car will turn up at all hours of the night. Um, which I thought at first was just because I live in a bit of a student area and it's just students partying away. But since lockdown, it's continued and and it's not. There's no music or anything. Just cars pull up, a few little voices, then they'll leave. And also, there's 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 often a strong smell of weed. But again, I just put that down to living in a student area. Well, that's disgraceful. So they're not just dealing class B drugs, but they're also not (laughs) adhering to the social distancing rules. I hope they go down for for 10 to 15 years for that. That's a a disgrace. Uh, In between segments, when we have a little toilet break or whatever, I'm going to go and uh, have a little update. I'm going to look out the window again, see what's going down. But yeah, so stay tuned. Uh, Adam. Yeah, uh, I'm all right. Um, well, I've got, I've got nothing to, to update. I'm doing a, a stream at six today. That's already happened by the time this is out. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm fine. Grand. <laughs> got a turtleneck. I've run out of laundry, right? So I'm dressed like Art Garfunkel or Steve Jobs at the moment. Mm. But just Steve Jobs, I, I can see. Thank can you see very much. Move. Apparently, he was a wanker. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I've just run out. So I'm just getting through the clothes that uh, that I've got left which is why I look like this. Uh, speaking of looking um, beautiful, uh, Matthew, I like your shirt. Oh, thank thank you, Adam. Uh, You're welcome. And Jack, you I look was... nice too, but Matthew, look at that shirt. Uh, thank you, and I was about to say, I thought you were doing it in the spirit of Halloween, you were being that one dude with the, Hall- the pumpkin head and doing the dance on YouTube. This oh, is yes. Halloween. Oh, I know yeah. the one that you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah, does that, look like thank that you, guy. Jack. Yes, yeah. of course, Jack knows yeah. all the moves. He's the coolest guy here. Uh, yes, thank you. I went shopping for new clothes because I've not done that this year. Because why would you need to? I'm not going anywhere. But I thought I'd dress up nice for the people at Little, if nothing else, um, just to get myself that in that, that mental good place. I thought, and also I had a funny, not a funny, funny haha running, but also something with the police yesterday. Uh, I was coming back. No, 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 no. I was coming back from um, Morrison's and in, with my shopping for the week, and I realised. Oh Christ! I've missed time. This it's when all the kids come out of the school, so I'm like, oh, so I'm gonna avoid them. Like I'm doing, but he crashed Bandicoot trying to avoid everything. But then a huge pile of them came around the corner. I'm like, oh bloody hell! You don't feel real good when you're a man and you're like, oh, I have to avoid, you know, base being harassed to move over the road on the other like, path by a bunch like, of kids. You're like, like oh. peep show when he's looking through the yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, this is my life now. But then I realised why there were so many of them together come round. There was a big old fight happening. So oh, I'm there like, I'll just cross the road. And you go, oh, let me look at this. But there's other parents like taking the kids from school. So you don't want to be like, like go, on, go on, get them. But you're like, oh, no, look at this disgraceful behaviour. And they were oh, throwing bombs at each other. It was fantastic. I was like, oh, get in. And then two seconds later, a police car pulled up and stopped them. Oh, killjoys. I love course, a fight. Right, right, love but watching of course, fights. A police car pulls up, and all the kids who've been watching it see the police car and go, Ugh! and instinctively all run away from the police. Like, like the police was going to arrest thirty kids, put them in the back of the car for watching a fight, and then carried on. And you know, there's all these parents going, "Hey, it's shocking that," and I'm like, <laughs> "With my bags of shopping." Any boxes so, or? Uh, no, it was all great, all five, five stars. Um, yeah. But I realised though, with thirty kids watching this one fight and me and the other people there, by default. That was probably one of the most attended fights to happen in the UK this year, <laughs> wrestling or boxing or anything. So, <clears throat> part of history, and I think that is all of us summarised, isn't it? Yeah, We've all talked about our exciting weeks. We all sound like human beings, if not all of us resemble them. So let's go on straight to the news. Uh, Tino Sabatelli is re-signed with NXT. Uh, 
Yeah, exactly. That was a reaction when I told people as well. And also, Ben Carter is alleged to have signed with WWE, according to Rusev, who said yeah, this. He said on he his, got, like, uh, got away, got away from AEW or something. Got they, away. Yeah, something, something like that. But apparently, Ben mm. Carter had liked a few tweets insinuating that he has indeed signed with uh, WWE. I think it's a great get. I couldn't care less about Tino Sabatelli, but good, good for Ben. Good for Ben. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, is it is it NXT UK? Who? I don't know because there isn't NXT <clears throat> jersey yet. So no, oh, I didn't I heard, think about that. I hope I, not. I'd quite like to watch him. I heard that it was. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that it was NXT UK because <laughs> apparently he was wrestling for free for AEW because he didn't have his residency. His place of residence was like dodgy, or his he had visa issues, something along those lines, which is why he may have signed for NXT UK because it's because he's getting paid for it then because he's from the UK. So I don't know. Oh. Don't really know what's going on, but I think, well, good I think anyway. the stories I've read were NXT UK. But yeah, Ooh. well, good for him. WWE venues: Full Sail University, the WWE Performance Center, and the Amway Center are the list of businesses being investigated as potential COVID hotspots. I can't believe uh, it. Yeah, me too. I right? am shocked. <laughs> uh, who, who saw this coming? Um, WWE stressed that no, these places are not open to the public, and there's only been three outbreaks since everything started and started using them, so it could be worse. That's not three uh, cases, that's so. three outbreaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three outbreaks cases. So Just the three. It did. It did affect Retribution, but uh, then suddenly they got better and back on TV this week. And oh. let's have a look. There's not been much... Oh, that, no. that was a bit harsh there, wasn't it? That, that, was, was, harsh. Harsh. that was funny in my head, like a lot of <laughs> things I say in this podcast. There's not been much else news that won't be covered later on. So I'll say, end on the, the good bit of news, the biggest bit of news this week, I'm sure you all agree, they found, don't know who they were, but someone found the little person from SummerSlam 92. It goes, the British Bulldog's going to win, whether he wants to or not. And they confirmed that that is, in fact, alas. Yeah. For years, we speculated because it was so gender ambiguous. It was like, God, and well, he had it been very speculated? I just, I just thought it was a little boy. When I say speculate, it's like, can anyone tell? It was like, no one's like, yeah, it's right. a little lass. And they've commented because they did... I wish I remember the figure. I'll send the next segment when I have a look on Google or whatever. But there was somebody who did a little mock-up action figure. Oh, I saw that. It's really cool, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, and the, like the person saw it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's me!" Like, "Oh my god, really?" Like, and uh, Drew McIntyre is the example of people who were really excited about this news because I'm sure not everyone in the UK is going to care. But SummerSlam '92 has got a special place in our hearts. So yeah, Drew McIntyre was one of the people going, "They found the kid. That's awesome!" <laughs> so yeah, is she still a wrestling fan? I can't remember. I'll have to give all the links and stuff when I check this out. I just want to share that memory. Oh, it's, it's really stuff, nice, yeah. yeah. And that was the news this week. No, really, it was. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Now it's time for the favourite bit of the segment, the Hall of Fame. Best bit of the segment, I said there. Favourite bit, bit of the, the podcast, bloody Favourite bit of the segment. The Hall of Fame, in condescending order from last week. Oh, in third place, dirty, meaty, beefy breakfast pie, twenty-five percent. <laughs> yeah, good, good. <laughs> Shocking that. Second place, the bloke from Jack's Corner Shop. Good. He's done well. He's done all right there. Surprising. I'd, I'd yeah, yeah, prefer, yeah. I prefer the pie. <laughs> I prefer a flan. <laughs> <clears throat> but first, by a clear margin, is of course online bingo. There you go. People Presented. love online bingo. They love yeah. it. Presented it's by someone very... who does online bingo, has hosted it, has raided people's chats on Twitch with it. 
Alan Pacitti, well done, Paul. Mm-hmm. It's a very popular sport right now, and mm. I'm very much at the forefront of that sport. <laughs> Esports team, <laughs> online bingo. It's all. Of it. I've got a strategy with it because there's a ch- there's a chat room. Everybody thinks, oh, it's just luck. It's not because there's a chat room, and if you intimidate the people enough, <laughs> they'll they'll leave, which increases your chances. It doesn't. So Cyberbullying is your strat. Big time. I haven't been intimidating old ladies before I get angry tweets. Get out of this room, Barbara. (laughs) Get your grandchild to close the tab for you. This is not your life. I've just been reporting them for gambling too much, so they have their account suspended. It's easier that way. This is like... Did you do like a like bingo insults? Do you go like, hey, hey, look, one fat lady, Barbara. (laughs) Have have you seen the music video for Sophie Alice Baxter's Murder on the Dance Floor? Yeah. Where her and her partner cheat to like beat all the other couples in the dancing competition. By murdering some of them, right? Don't they uh, slip them up on that? Hurt them? Yeah, hurt them, certainly. I don't know if there's murder involved, but there's murder murder on the dance floor. Murder on the dance floor, yeah. 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 Uh, It's like that, isn't it? You're, You're kind of bumping off all of the other contestants in the bingo well I, this is my house now um my full house now uh, <laughs> You're the head of the <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly um and it's 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 really really fun um but they they do take it very very seriously i've been learning some of the acronyms lately and some are really are like 3tg means you got three to go and then they paste mm. their numbers in like that's going to increase their chances of uh, of winning um i got a, i can't remember if i mentioned but i got a I, we got banned from the from the last one we when we were i was streaming on um i think it was betfair bingo and the the cm the chat moderator which i'm going to apply for by the way i want to do it you, you know you can be in the northeast and do it for tombola um and that as a like a little evening job on a saturday night just sit like interacting with with all the old biddies that sounds i've always wanted to be a bingo caller anyway so uh, yeah we got banned we we're on um Betfair and CM Riley was fed up of all the people like saying, I can't really remember this because I was so drunk, but they were going like, get the cat excited. And they, I think somebody signed in with the name Harold Shipman or something. And she went, <laughs> and she, she went, uh, be right back, just got something to sort. Uh, and then she came back and she banned us all. So I guess she was talking to her superiors to say, can I ban this collective of... Um, People are upsetting everybody else. And like I was typing in caps and she was going, no, only I'm allowed to type in caps. Oh, she got really oh, angry nice. with me. Nice. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do another one. The week after Hell in a Cell, I think, is the, is the plan to do some, uh, to do some more you know, bingo. Fantastic. You I've got a chat. bingo joke. I'll let say this. I'll let Jack say something in case we get this. How do you make a hundred old biddy? Uh, oh. Let's wait for him. He's got to hear this, this joke. Yeah, don't tell the joke yet. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, go, 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 go. How do you make a room full of old women shout bollocks? Yell bingo. Mm. What are you saying, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> well, if we hadn't been talking about bingo already, then it would have That's worked. That's not better. the joke. Uh, That's not the joke, is it? Yeah. yeah. I, is that the joke? I'm sure there's a ruder version. I thought you were self-censoring well, there. Yeah. Y- I yes, I it. was. I mean, it's no, it's not a just the word. I, I, I thought it was a, oh. anyway. So sorry. Um, so Would do you, I get to go first? Well, I was going to just say yeah, that you, you're, um, you're, you're in the chat in these bingo rooms. You know when you're having like a quiet, nice, there's like a nice vibe in the in the local on like a Friday night. Everyone's having a nice time. And then a stag party come in. That's what, that's your, you in the chat. That's what you are doing yeah. to these nice bingo folk. 
Well, maybe there should be some criteria for entry. Maybe you should have to, I don't know, answer a quiz about Coronation Street or something to right. prove that you are of the bingo ilk. Okay. But until they institute such measures, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to have people have a go at me for coming in and have a bit of fun. And I'll continue to upset these old people each and every week <laughs> on stream and monetize the hell out of it. So bring it on, you, you old bitches. You want some? Come get some. <laughs> I don't know. My what's your pick, Hall, what's your Hall of Fame pick? <laughs> uh, my pick this week um, is, uh, is, a, is a band that I love. So, right, basically, somebody from school added me to Facebook this week. And... Um, they they'd seen the the videos and knew what I was doing now and within three sentences like oh hey how's it going, um and then the the next thing they said was oh do you still like Travis lol, that was one of the first things they said because I was a big Travis fan I'm still a big Travis fan and I just thought why have you, why have you added me to ask that and it wasn't like a jokey little thing it was them just trying to sort of get one over on me it's like oh, you've added me here dickhead I don't want to talk Ooh. to you. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm picking I'm picking Travis because nobody should be um, ashamed of things that they enjoy unless it's diddling or something but something horrible <laughs> but just a just a, a band that makes people happy and I've been ridiculed my whole life for the things that I enjoy and I'm totally past it now I don't care anymore I like Travis I like all that wanky middle class middle of the road bollocks um, I like playing online bingo. I like crime documentaries, and I like pro wrestling. But Travis, I, I, I remember right, drawing the Travis logo on a folder, um, on Got my geography logo. folder. Yeah, it's like, um, oh, what's look. the font? What's the font called? It's like, oh, it's that famous trendy font that everyone knows and and loves. So I can't remember that. That's, that's the one. Sense. And. Um, yeah, I, I, I used to get I used to get picked on all the time, and then I was listening to Travis earlier today. You know what? I oh, bloody hell! I was listening to Travis, and I forgot about this. I had I think I'd seen it before, but bloody, I was watching <laughs> Travis tea in the park, and bloody Susie Kennedy's there front row, really singing along to um, Magnificent Time. It was she she didn't know any of the moves, but she was having fun, <laughs> and that's what Travis is all about. Which is why I'm picking my, my original pick was going to be that Marcus Rashford because he's he's done great stuff and we made a we we donated enough funds for a thousand meals. Uh, Cult Holic and Triple Jump donated enough funds for for that yesterday. But oh, that's that's too pandery, isn't it? I'm not going to do that. So bollocks to it. The singers of Turn and Driftwood and Sing and Side and Why Does It Always Rain on Me. Uh, get my nomination this week and uh, you know what it's it's not going to win but if you go back and listen to Travis you'll see that I'm right and Susie Kennedy's wrong found the logo <laughs> she, she fun. it's a great and nice logo isn't it what's that bloody font no that's <laughs> just go I googled Travis logo and that, that no. logo. Uh, you, you talk about yourself I'll figure it out it's that really famous trendy font that's that all the hipsters like okay cool. come on you're up me yeah, Whatever. I'm gonna win this. I'm gonna win this week, so it's really cool. good. I I, oh. I can't believe this. I was chatting to my mate the other day, uh, and he told me a story from when we were about twenty, but I wasn't there, uh, so I didn't even I I never knew this happened. And he told me, and I could not believe what a story it was. So my nomination this week is my mate's story, and now I'm gonna tell the story. So when we were about twenty, uh, he'd been to a party in Newcastle. He was going back to uni in Leeds the next day. So he's driving from Newcastle to Leeds. It's about, what, a two, three-hour car journey? Not, like, mm -hmm. massively long. 
He's not driving. He's in the car with his mate John, who I don't really know, but John's a bit more of a bolshy lad. He's a bit more of like a bit of a troublemaker, right? They're driving along, and at Durham Services, right, they... I don't know anyone who's actually picked up a hitchhiker. Well, I do now because of this story, right? There's this bloke stood at the side of the road with uh, Sheffield written on a sign. And I think my mates had um, just must have been feeling a bit bored or just mad or something. But they were like, this John fellow was like to my mate, let's, let's pick him up. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. So they pick up this bloke and they're like, we can take you as far as Leeds. We can't get you to Sheffield. We can get you to Leeds. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sound. And he's a big guy, apparently. Gets in the car. And he's got this huge zip-up black bag with him. And when he puts it down, wedges it in, it makes it's like heavy as well. And they're like, what the hell is in that bag? Driving down the road. And at one stage, just trying to be friendly, my mate goes, What's in the uh what's in the bag, mate? And the guy goes, F all to do with you. And I'm like, when he's telling me the story, I'm like, what? And I says, That's serious. He went, That's what he said to me, yeah. So then awkward silence for about 10 minutes, and then John being a bit more you know, brave, I suppose, than my friend, goes like, come on, like, like, seriously, what's what's in the bag? And he goes, I told your mate already, it's F all to do with you. Now they're both terrified. They're like, who's this bloke? What's in his bag and what's going on? So they pull over at the next services and they go, right, we're just going inside to get like, to go to the toilet, or get some water or something. Uh, why don't you come with us? <clears throat> just leave your bag in the back, that's fine. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sound. And they, they all go in. And as they're walking in, they realize he's a big guy as well. He's like quite an intimidating bloke. I think he must have been older as well because we were only about 20 around this sort of time. They go in. I can't remember which way it was. Like either he goes to the toilet and they go to the shop or the other way around. And when that happens, John grabs my mate and goes, we're off, come on, let's go. And they run back to the car, speed off, realize that his bag's still in the back. And, and then, yeah, they just went. The, that was it. What's in the bag? What F all to do with you. Oh! He's done him! He's absolutely done him! Yes! Get him! Come on! I was terrified. I was so scared. I was so scared that it wasn't going to work. That's a nice story, Jack. Matthew, what's yours? (laughs) (laughs) I've been bragging to people all week. I'm going to trick them with this. I'm going to trick them. He's done it. That was beautifully executed. I've been counting down the days to the podcast like Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, flawless. Here we go. Golf clap. I have to cite where that comes from. It's obviously not a real story. It's all for that joke at the end. It's from, I was watching a, a football podcast called Under the Cosh. And it was an interview with Matty Kilgallen, who used to play for Sunderland briefly. That's where I've got it from. So I, I've nicked it. It's not my own, but that's... It's great. I could, the relief that's... Because I, I thought with you two as well, especially you, Adam, that you'd be like jumping in going like, this is ridiculous. What's he doing? Like just Why, to pick, I don't interrupt pick stories. Holes in it. I wouldn't okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, the adrenaline's coursing through my, through my soul. Well, there's, there's the winner. There's the winner. That, that was Cheers, like when Foley... That was when Foley tricked The Rock. When the Foley, it doesn't matter what your name, Foley, Foley. <laughs> that was what that was. Hey, go oh. wake up, Owen. Owen, Owen, guess what I did in the podcast? <laughs> yeah, Owen, I've been telling him all week that I can't wait for this. Oh. It's going to be amazing. I'm very happy. No, that, that was well Cheers. worth delivery. Thank you very much. Thanks. Uh, during a weekly game at the Home for the Age, the bingo caller began choking and then collapsed. He was rushed to emergency and began immediate uh, into surgery. It appeared that 40 years of calling bingo games in smoky halls had finally caught up with him. The surgeon successfully removed the mass that was blocking his windpipe. After waking from the surgery, the caller asked the surgeon if the mass was malignant. The surgeon replied, unfortunately, no, it was benign. 
That was courtesy oh. of the 59 best oh. bingo jokes. I'm going to leave that alone and never touch that subject ever again. Uh, my pick is based on something that I said. Jack, was that going like, to be your pick? Was that going to be no, your no, pick? No, 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 no. Oh, right, he said okay, that right. was a crap bingo joke. So I went and typed the first result was the 59 best bingo jokes. I was like, oh, get in. And that was number one. So my pick this week comes uh, something I sent Jack because something that comes around Facebook sometimes because Facebook is basically hell, but sometimes something comes up and creates a nice diversion from the other hell bits of life that we're all going through right now. And it was best dessert as voted by Brits. Doesn't say who it was that voted for it all, which whatever. Oh, apparently it was a uh, Jack and Beyond. So there's 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 the Beyond and there's Jack, I guess. So the God tier of this public thing that I was not asked for, and I'm sure you people won't ask for, is sticky toffee pudding, profiteroles, red velvet. I like it. Some a lot of people, my friends, just go, it's, red, it's just red dye, mate. Just cake with red dye. But I go, no, nah, red velvet tonight. The red makes it taste nicer. It does. And tiramisu. Ooh. I have got no objections to those. I would definitely put them at the god tier of any dessert list, especially in a Brit list, remember. But I would like to put a defense in. This is my pick for this week's, and maybe get some little, little debate, as we like on this show. In good tier, because it's god tier, top tier, then good tier, cheesecake. Delicious. Love it. Love, love cheesecake. I, I, that should have... The cheesecake tier and be above the god tier. Yeah, no. it's versatile. so versatile. Thank so you, many Jack. Vari- so many varieties. Yep, absolutely. And I, I'm just not going to stand for this. Even though I know it's Facebook, it's supposed to get you talking about stuff and then go, ding. I should have a dessert, and then that's how it works. But and all this, but I don't care. Some of these things I like doing. Cheesecake is absolutely the best dessert you can have in UK. There are other great ones. There's no real wrong answer, but if we absolutely positively had to make a list with them one to ten i'd put cheesecake at the top right and that's it now you did send me this yeah uh, and i said to you why does everyone hate christmas pudding because christmas pudding was really low down and i'm yeah. not and and whenever i've been to like a works christmas do or whatever and there's always that thing like what do you want for dessert at the place you can have christmas pudding or like the normal dessert and everyone always goes, oh, Christmas. I'll have the other one. I always have the Christmas pudding. I don't understand the issue. Do you it's guys delicious. like it? Yeah. yeah. And you only get it once a year as well. So why not? Exactly. Christmas pudding with a bit of brandy butter. Oh, uh, magic. So good. Out of interest, Matthew, um, one of my favorite desserts is a trifle. Where does trifle appear on this tier list of yours? Uh, it is not like actually the technically there. There is a treacle tart, which is low tier. Uh, it's so yeah, sorry. That's, that's good you're gonna enough. get the worst here. Uh, oh. Fruit cake. Yeah, that's fair. Dry, horrible. Angel cake. What's oh, angel what's cake? With, what's wrong with that? Like the different color ones, like cake yellow, pink. Cake yellow, pink. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> my three favorite colors. What color right? is that? <laughs> Just whatever. Oh no, I'm making a tip myself again, aren't I? Light brown, we'll say, but. <laughs> Like yeah, I get what you mean. Like a sponge, like a like the, the yeah. same the inside of a Victoria sponge. Sure. Cake what does it color. matter now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Red so and some of my parents say, no, really, why, what? My parents go, so no, really, what do you do, a colorholic? And I tell them, uh. they still don't believe me. And mince pie, the Christmas ones, and then Christmas pudding. I think it's what? because Christmas mince pudding. Mince pie is so good. It's fine. I, I'm not a fan of mince pies, but the Christmas pudding, I think, comes from the fact that it's almost. 
mandatory. You have to have it at a certain period, even if you don't like it. Not every family has got enough money to have Christmas pudding. Oh, and, you know, banoffee okay. pie if you don't like that. Yeah, okay. So no one's forcing you to eat, you know, spotted dick or bread and My butter dad pudding. Did, did he? Mm. Oh, no. Back in the day. No. I used to hate it. it. Without, mm. obviously, all the innuendo that's going to come with it. I actually quite like spotted dick. It's all right, yeah. Yeah. Quite stodgy and hearty, isn't it? I love a, a bread pudding. Bread and butter. Okay. Bread pudding's really, nice. That's, really that's very nice. underrated. But so then, if this isn't for the Hall of Fame, then what would you put as your favourite? Or if you had to pick one dessert to have, what would it be? Apple crumble. Uh, jam. Plate of jam. We used to have. Jam roll Jam roll Jam roll is really, really nice. Jam. I'm going to go with um, school dinner cake, which you'll probably remember, which is just a plain sponge and then covered in pink custard. Very, very nice. What did you call that? Oh. School dinner cake at school. What was it called at school? We called it oh. cake and cake and custard. Was the, makes sense? That's yeah. what it is. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I had a thing. Yeah, cake, it might have been cake and custard, yeah. but pink custard. God. Which I don't think had any. I think it was just a bit of red food coloring. What I would definitely do in that top tier is remove tiramisu, which is yes, is really dreadful. It's just a middle aged woman oh, dessert, really? isn't it? Horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I oh god, what would be my favourite? Oh, black forest gatto. Uh, oh, what? I don't like cherries. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll put you. It was a nice noise you just made there, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew. So, what is your nomination here? Cheesecake. But I just wanted a bit of friendly debate to make us look more human. Uh, Sadly failed at the last (laughs) hurdle, as always, by me describing not pink, not yellow, what sort of colour in the angel cake, cake flavour. Fantastic, Matthew. Just text in my girlfriend to let her know that my story worked. She won't care, but I just need to let her know. Well, that comes uh, brings us to the end of that. So, bit, then. just just to oh, just to specify with the cheesecake thing, we're talking like a New York style cheesecake. Lovely. Oh no, 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 any. But I mean, New so York different. style nice. New York the style cheesecake is so different to like a strawberry cheesecake. What, what, what do you mean a New York style cheesecake? I'm not sure. I it's like the big, thick, cake-coloured one, Matthew. It's like a sort of cake. <laughs> it is. It is. It's that colour. It's the it's the that big, thick good. one. It's got a biscuity base, but then you've <laughs> got a big, base, thick yeah. load of cheese cake on the top. Ah, uh, see. Yes. It's not really okay. a cake at all, is it? It's just crushed up biscuit with some. I don't know what. It, what is it? Egg and sugar or something. Yeah. I guess under this uh, specifications, now Ireland can classify Subway under these... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I these, saw uh, that. Yeah. But that would be It's silly. like Pringles aren't crisps. They, they There's not enough oh. potato in a Pringle for it to count as crisps, so they don't have to pay VAT on it. Or is that Jaffa Cakes? It's, it's a VAT thing. I think it might be yeah. the case with both of them, but Pring- the Pringles definitely aren't crisps. Pringles are so addictive. I think they're laced yeah. with something. Just loads of MSG, the prawn cocktail yeah. ones. And they hurt your mouth after a while. Like the salt and vinegar prawn cocktail that you get sore yeah, like the, when you eat too much pineapple. Have you ever had um, Pringles late at night and then woken up and then you're so thirsty? It's like a hangover. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I it's once did that uh, and my body woke itself up from a, with a Charlie horse. So I got cramp and woke up <laughs> and I went, how is that even possible? Well, you get like really bad cramp in your leg. I went, how is that even possible? Oh. And I went like, yeah. A lot of, I'm not going to say this in English, uh, lots of salty stuff in your body, or not yeah. enough water. So it must have just all absorbed all the water in my body. My body went, nah, you can wake up, pal, and just gave me a Charlie horse. If you just no. eat too many, too many cake-coloured crisps, it just takes you completely yeah. out of the game. 
That's right. We can end this segment right now, can't we? <laughs> uh, so the following <coughs> nominations, if you've forgotten Bichidis, that's not a problem. It was the band Travis. It was also followed by a cheeky plug for the lovely thing that Kulholic are doing. <clears throat> but do not feel necessary to vote for this band just because of the nice thing that Kulholic no, is I doing. No, I won't. On the poll, when I put it up, it'll just be the band Travis. Travis, as endorsed by Kulholic's nice yeah. thing. <laughs> and Jax was the amazing story I think we'll have to just call that. Yeah. yeah. We'll that whatever, people know exactly. You can call it whatever about. you want. Um, Jack's mate's story, but it's not my mate's story, is it? Jack's little trick. Jack, <laughs> Jack's rizzle razzle. That's a very Jack <laughs> yeah. thing to say. Jack rizzle razzled no, the boys. I, I actually stole that saying from my mate, who I pretended was my mate in the story. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh. Full circle. And Matthews is cake coloured cheesecake. Yes, I think we'll put that down so people can vote, just so I can have the piss taken. All the colour cake might win also. The colour cake, the colour the colour great cake. band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like ocean colour scene, it, like that sort of vibe. <clears throat> wow, three amazing picks. That's that a one. strong Hall of Fame, that one. That is yeah. Wow, and uh, yes, this will hopefully make up for last week's uh, travesty. And you can, travesty. of course, vote for NESD. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Not just cake puns. By going, of course... To patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha. Ah, this week in wrestling. The SmackDown, Lars Sullivan defeated Jeff Hardy. Woohoo. Oh, good. The descriptions are back. Uh, the freak returned to the squared circle against the charismatic Enigma and immediately came out charging. An injured knee grounded the high flying superstar. That's but Jeff. Hardy. Thank you. Hardy nearly grinded. Well, Nas knows about that app. Out another win with a twist of fate. Sullivan was triumphant in his return through after a freak accident put Hardy away. Uh-huh. Yeah, that happened. Certainly did. We're definitely excited for Jeff Hardy is, versus Elias uh, after that. Is is Sullivan on both brands or have we just is there one that he's now been drafted to? I thought it was SmackDown. I'm sure I'm sure I read that right. he was drafted to SmackDown. Yeah, I think he but he's just popping up all over the shop. He's not the only one. Some people, quite a few yeah. people are on both brands, yeah. Wild card, isn't it? Mm. Well, it's a season premiere and all that. And again, Hell in a Cell. It's all very awkwardly done this with the, the draft, then the premiere, then Hell in a Cell. I think everything's going to happen right after Hell in a Cell's finished. But. You, definitely, you, you want the star power of Lars Sullivan on your season premiere, <laughs> don't you? That's what's going to get people tuning in. Good luck. Yeah. And the New Day defeated Nakamura, Cesaro and Sheamus. I think, is that the only time that three have been together? It's nice I having the two so. Cesaro yeah. teams there. Tyson uh, Kidd should have been at ringside, shouldn't he? It was a oh, it was a really fun match, this. And I thought the promo before yeah. it was excellent, genuinely quite emotional, and they gave them lots of time. And yeah, I thought it was really lovely. Absolutely. It was nice of them to remind everyone that New Day can actually do the good wrestling. The New Day started their farewell match with an impassioned speech to the WWE Universe and a promise that they will remain as strong as ever. Big E and Woods teamed up for an earth-shattering double-team manoeuvre to earn the emotional victory. Wow. That's the what the writer puts when they don't know what it's called, right? isn't it? <laughs> an what a manoeuvre. The New Day embraced at the centre of the ring and basked in their impeccable history on the blueprint. <laughs> Christ. Any thoughts here, Jack? Um, I agree. I'm glad they gave it time. I'm glad it was like a featured part of the show. Um, but I don't know... How am I trying to put this? Like, you know, later on, on like Raw and stuff, where they'd watch each other's matches from the Thunderdome? I don't know if that's taken away from it a bit. This was the final match. If they're going to go back to it, they should wait like a year or two at least, surely, instead of continuing their paths. 
together, I suppose. I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. But the match, but, but love, love the segment on the whole, though. Then the Street Profits defeated Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode via disqualification. SmackDown tag team title match. Ford delivered the final blow with a high-flying manoeuvre. There we go. That took out... <laughs> Is this I assume that was the frog splash, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember the match, but I assume it was. No, I apologise. It says here, high-flying manoeuvre, but you didn't have to go right, with what so. they say. It took out both Ziggler and Roode and left the champion standing tall on the SmackDown season premiere. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you think and we're going to get that? Is oh, there going to be a rematch at Hell in a Cell? They haven't got a lot of time to build anything else. Yeah, probably. There's a match I don't want to see. <laughs> Roman Reigns then defeated Braun Strowman. Universal title ship match. Reigns pounced on Strowman and squeezed the life out of the monster with a vicious guillotine hold to force the tap out. I like this. Clear, concise. Yeah, bye Strowman. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Finish. Oh. And also, uh, Roman Reigns got something different over. It wasn't just the two-man punch and all that. Yep, but it works in the bit. It's a bit predictable giving him a a finisher that's a submission in the run up to an I quit match. But at the same time, it was brilliant. And making making Braun submit is a very, very cool. Like that feels like a big deal. Yeah. They're going all in on Roman, and that's the right thing to do, obviously. I agree. I've got nothing else to offer there. Good times. Cool looking move as well. Mm. Suits him. And also, I like a regular part of his arsenal now is the one, two, oh, I kicked out and punched him in the dick as well. <laughs> Love to see it. <laughs> On Monday Night Raw, start off with Retribution confronting The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. But then The oh. Fiend went whoop, 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 and teleported away. And then The Hurt Business defeated Retribution. Lastly, cinched in The Hurt Lock on T-Bar, who tapped out <laughs> to give The Hurt Business the victory. Then the Fiend bulldozed through Buster Retribution after teleporting throughout the, the match before the advert breaks as Ali escaped after T-Bar went after the, the terrifying superstar. When he was through, him? The Fiend, the terrifying superstar. When he was well, through think... with Retribution, the Fiend turned his attention to the Hurt Business, perhaps letting them and the rest of Raw know that this is his playground now. Um... There's a lot happening here. Jack, why don't you say something first? Poor retribution. I yeah. mean, they they were causing a ruckus all over the place. Then they accepted contracts and got drafted, and now they're getting battered. It's a weird one. Uh, it's what I hoped wouldn't happen. Like when Vince got bored of them, they'd just get beaten easily. But I'm kind of worried that that's the way it's going, and I'm not too surprised either. Can we have a Mustafa Ali check? Actually, your guys bet. How's that going? Yeah. Do you want me to? Do you want to just transfer you the money now, Matt? There's <laughs> not a lot of point, is there? For those who know. didn't uh, listen to the last few episodes of the podcast, what is the bet again? If Mustafa Ali wins, I think it was either the United States or a title. No, yeah, it was a title that isn't the twenty four seven title, which yes. might be where he's going. Who knows? Uh, then I owe Matthew uh, five GBP, five. which is going to happen without a doubt. <laughs> Because, well, the state of it, I will say about the segment, right? It was a very cool visual. Before the match happened, the Fiend and Retribution out there, Alexa just staring into that, but both of them staring into the hard cam, all of that stuff, like visually, it all worked. Not talking about the match, but everything that happened, even before and after without the the beatdown, it looked really cool. And we hadn't seen anything like that. And it sounds so basic. I like the way Retribution's. 
Um, the video monitors, I think that just looks really different and nice. And the fiends are the same, the same thing. It looks cool, but it's it's disastrous, isn't it? I feel so bad for all of them, but especially Ali, who's had a rough old time of it, obviously. And then they they cut his segment last week. And then why 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 have them look clean as well? Who are we even supposed to be cheering for in this? Everyone's a he- everyone's a heel. It makes no sense at no. all. And it's it's they they're done, aren't they? It sucks, but they're done. They might win a Survivor Series. You never know. There's always a Survivor Series. I don't think they'll be in a match. I don't think they're really? even yeah. Wow. I think they're just yeah. going to give up on them. They've already lost. What's the point? Yeah, the 0-2 against the Hurt in Business fact, in that only well, match. Why will Survivor Series be Yeah, what am I thinking? Survivor Series will be Brand Warfare again, won't it? So Yeah, probably. They'll probably just be yeah. Team Raw. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just Slapjack. <laughs> the Hurt Business and Slapjack versus <laughs> <laughs> the SmackDown lads. <laughs> Which one's um, Slapjack? Slapjack is... Uh, a good one. The, uh, Thorn, is it? Thorn, Thorn, Shane Thorn. Australia? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think that's him. Aye, and or, his Jack got is, slapped in this match because is, uh, at one point Cedric Alexander kicked him and I thought these masks would, would do some, you know... Good job of absorbing the blows. He kicked him, and he went, no, no, no. so Cedric hit him with a little elbow to set him up, and he nearly fell out the ring. Yeah. But then, luckily, the Retribution lads realised something was up, did a very good job of covering for it and like getting people's attention by hitting the ring steps, and he's able to recover and be all right. But, uh, yeah, it's weird that the fact that they're wearing masks, and Cedric just kicked them, and it was like, oh, it's not a real good mask, is it? It's it's the paper plate. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you've said it all there. Um Someone, when I do little tabs up on my Botchmania Facebook page, just let people know, no, I am watching Raw, don't worry. Um, people are like, I can't believe you don't like The Fiend, Matthew. I'm like, I like The Fiend when he made one appearance, maybe a show, and he did Super, uh, Firefly Funhouse, which I still like. He was all over this. There were multiple appearances throughout Raw, and he did, what, four or five appearances during this match, and I hated him. Because uh-huh. he, he's like, hey, let's get him. Oh, he's gone. You know, it's like, <laughs> bloody hell. So, yeah, lots of crap there. We'll move on after. This is the positive podcast, I forgot. Uh, AJ Styles defeated Matt Riddle. AJ has a massive manager now. And why is that? Because Raw Underground is no more. That's right. It ended up being a complete waste of time in the end. Uh, yeah. Well, they, they Thanks, brought man. him in as the as the big ninja, didn't they? Oh, yeah, he was the, the TV. Ninja. He was the big Whoa. ninja and... Um, Oh, he's turned the TV off. Uh, and I, I think that was a really foolish way of doing it anyway. Like <laughs> bringing so in the Partridge. Bring, oh, he's turned the, Bringing in the... There we go. Not Put Netflix, Casino on. Brit Box. Just going through all this. Have you seen this, by the way? Anyone not watching the, the video version will be very confused by this. Sam put super secret video. Do not watch on this. It's... Look at this. It's Adrian Brody. It's, it's three minutes. I think it's called Brody Quest. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Quest, I love Brody yeah. Quest. He, he loves this. I'll just skip it back. Look at him. <laughs> so, um, where were we? Oh, the, the yeah. I Adrian think it was Brody. really foolish to 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 debut the the big lad, um, as a as a stupid ninja with Akira Tozawa when it would have been so much more impactful had. AJ just walked out with him on the... I'll turn this off. On the <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like it. I like the pairing. And apparently he's not hes not especially great in the ring at the moment. So hopefully from being up close and personal with AJ Styles, he'll learn a, a thing or two. I like that as well. And I think the, the contrast between him and Styles is really good. 
And Styles is so good at like getting anything. Like he'll make it funny or serious when it needs to be. Like he's really good at that. But oh man, it made Riddle look like a punk ass bitch, and and the ref and everyone. Everyone was terrified of him, which is the point, obviously. But yeah, he doesn't need to do anything. Thing no. like he's, he's just a be he literally as long as like he gets how to tell a story, he can do five moves and he'll still draw loads of money because he's so unique. He, and he is like the biggest that they've had since, what, Gonzalez? I think it was like since John Gonzalez, yeah. Massive. Yeah. Good luck to him. Not, not the best comparison he probably wants to hear right now, but yeah, very intimidating looking and all that. But I'm pretty sure some way he's like, oh, I'm going to be shame at man hit me chest and going, hey, what's up, big guy? Raw. <laughs> uh, Raw Women's Champion... <laughs> Roman's champion Asuka defeated Lana after Lana won a battle royal last week to earn the opportunity to challenge for the title. She lost the two minutes and then, wait for it, wait for it. You never guess. You'll, ne- you'll never guess. Not in 100 years. And then <laughs> Nijax went through the table again. Anybody else getting into this? Anybody else really enjoying it? Like, we can we can ridicule the, the fact that Lana lost in, in two minutes, but Lana should lose in two minutes to Asuka because yeah. Asuka is 50 times better than Lana. I I genuinely, I think the, the, the table thing is is funny. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure I believe that it's a jab. It probably is a jab at Rusev. It definitely is. It 100% is. I just find it quite entertaining. It doesn't offend me. It's, I, yeah, it's petty and it's silly, but it's like, oh, she's been put through a table again. <laughs> I think that it's the sort of thing where if as long as she's all right with it, that's fine. But if she's just going along with it so she's not rocking the boat, then it's a bit uncomfortable. I feel like do it enough times and people might get behind her. It's, a, it's an maybe. interesting strategy, but it maybe. might work. Oh, God. She got, um, I, I'd feel a bit more optimistic about it, I guess, if, if she'd done well in the women's title match because everybody was like oh yeah so they're not burying her she's got a women's title match but then yeah she did lose in two minutes I can't remember who it is but someone on Twitter was saying it might have been one of Stephen Larson maybe someone was saying someone was counting down how many weeks Lana's been put through a table and comparing it to like Retribution or something and seeing which one's going to last longer it'll be Lana yeah it will she's going to do it do you want a better fiver Matthew? <laughs> I was about to say yeah should we oh, you know what double so, or what now if- well, that's nice because I kind of wanted to, to take this fiver so you could order me a cheesecake to be delivered when I'm doing the stream. Oh, do that. Do definitely but, do that. I could get you yeah. five cheesecakes from Iceland for a, for a fiver. Okay. Do a little pile of them. Wait, I can't eat five cheesecakes. Oh, God. No, Leaning Tower of Cheeser. If they're in my house, I'll eat them. That's the thing I've learned. Like, Porsche Control's a you, bitch during lockdown. If you want paying in cheesecakes, we can, oh, we can extend no. that to your cultaholic money as well and we can just ship you a load of cheesecakes out instead of instead of the cash no no I don't want to be paid in cheesecakes sir I just like to it's tempting as that is okay but okay moving on then (laughs) I think we should do another bet it's going well me so far no wait but wait this could be wait this could be a whole new video series so let's just uh, let's just hold on the horses we'll hold it on there I will see you later at the cheesecake (laughs) section of the podcast (laughs) Coldaholics underground betting cartel yeah We'll just turn up in suits. That'd be great for yeah. We should do that. We should bet yeah. our money on wrestling. You do. You bet on wrestling. You bet on uh, the wrestling. Did you have Heath Slater to win or something? The Rumble. You got no. ridiculous odds on. No, it was the Kingston. Oh right, after he lost the title. I put that bet on after he lost Elimination Chamber to Daniel Bryan. Nice. And then the next year, I thought he'd win it, but he just won at Mania instead. Yeah. Uh, I have bet on wrestling before. 
uh, I don't do it so much anymore because in COVID times, anything can change. So I just thought, not worth it. Not going to put any more bets on. Fair. Yeah. Well done. Uh, Gamble responsibly, responsibly everyone. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeated the Riot Squad, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, and Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans, which I think constitutes the Raw Women's Tag Division. Hated it. Absolutely hated it. I, I thought the, the the splitting up of the Iconics, I, I was really annoyed about anyway because they had such tremendous chemistry together. And then to pair Peyton with just a random wrestler, I just thought, what's the, what's the point? What it, It's insulting. There's no the rhyme or reason. There's no, re- no. rhyme or reason. If it's if it's a one-off thing, okay, that's a bit more forgivable. But why why even bother anyway? Why if it's a one-off thing, why? What have they done? They've just gone backstage. What Peyton said? Oh, I don't want to be with my mate. I guess Billy's on. Did she get drafted to SmackDown? It's all bollocks. I'm I'm picking holes in it, but it is bollocks. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. And if you like that, you'll love the next bit. Jeff Hardy crashed Elias's concert. And he's shredded, um, sick solo with his back to the camera. You couldn't see the neck of the guitar. He's, he's he can play guitar though, can't he? Probably. He can sing I, in a way. I bet Elias is better than him. <laughs> yeah. They should have a guitar. Why don't they just have a guitar battle instead of a match? Good shout. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Elias is, I think he's a bad guy, but he sings really well <laughs> and does a good song. And it's <laughs> well, like, well, uh, okay. I was just but about like, to say I, I'm, I've got Elias's back in this feud. It's bollocks yeah. what Jeff's doing to him. Jeff Hardy attacks him because he's angry that Elias thought he ran him over when the evidence pointed to Jeff running him over. No, the evidence pointed to Seamus. Oh, yeah, but... Yeah. Oh, yes, it did, it did. But I Elias think, being a dick. I don't, think Elias is, I don't think Elias is being a dick. I think if you were almost run over, or was he even run over? Yeah, I think he was hit by the car. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't... Laid out, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't think logically about that. It would be incredibly traumatic. I a place of work... And I think that, you know, given, you know, the, the they played up in the storyline, Jeff's history and everything, as unsavory as that angle of the storyline was, I think Elias is totally in the right. And even then, let bygones be bygones. Right, okay, I think you ran me over. You don't think you ran me over. We'll leave it there. And Jeff shows up and attacks him with a guitar and says, I didn't run you over. Piss off, Jeff, mate. Wanker. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's Jeff could go to prison, couldn't he? In in storyline, kayfabe, if if Elias said to the police, Jeff, little Jeff Hardy's run me over, oh. Jeff could be imprisoned for... Has Elias been threatening to do that? No. But he could, but he could, but he, <laughs> he could, could do that, he could. He could. Yeah. 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 And if he does, but... he'd be singing Jailhouse Blues. Oh. It was proven that it was Seamus, wasn't it? It, it? it was... I don't know. What's happened to stories? I love I that all know. three of us don't know what happened exactly, and all three of us watch every episode of this every week. Uh, we'll move on. Kofi Kingston defeated Sheamus, and God, these two Should guys have jail, had a lot of but... matches. <laughs> these two, these two guys have had a lot of matches over the years. The first time they had a televised match was FCW. Wow, so wow. for a bit. Sheamus O'Shaughnessy versus it was Kofi Kingston then, wasn't he? Yes, or did he go in his real name? They all had all of their names at that point. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah it was a good match, but it's like okay, cool. Well, I, yep. I do. I, 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 I've sort of complimented WWE over the past few weeks in them, uh, like Sheamus putting people over and like Big E's big win against him. And Sheamus has put over a fair few people recently, not Chad Gable, but other people. <laughs> um, I think Sheamus could maybe do with a few wins to just boost him up a little bit, get him involved in a feud that he wins, but not Gable. 
I, I don't want to see Seamus just put people over. Yeah. I think he's at the point where he should be, to be honest with you. I mean, well, every, every week, then it stops meaning yeah. anything. I was surprised at this. I thought Seamus might pick up the W. Well, considering Seamus, like, maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, was like, I think I'm done. Yeah, you know, true. in his 40s. Anyway, move on. El Gran Gordo and Tucker defeated The Miz and John Morrison. Fantastic. It's great. All the segments I used to skip on SmackDown have invaded Raw. Um, <laughs> we still don't know who El Gran Gordo is. He looked good for a newcomer, I guess. <laughs> um, what do you think of him, Jack? You know all the indies. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing him in Wolverhampton one year. He was brilliant. He's uh, the... Right. Are they just going to forget about Money in the Bank? Like the briefcase and the cash in? Are they who? just forgetting about that? Uh, El Gran Gordo won the money. He took it from Otis, I believe. No, no, he just had Did the he? lunchbox. He was looking after the lunchbox yeah, for Otis. Yeah. They cleared that up. That's yeah. I, you, you know, know what? You know I'm what El, not bothered you know, about it. Do you know what El Gran Gordo means in Spanish? Uh, the big, big pig. Gordo cheese. The, the big cheese. The big, the big fat. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, wow. Yeah. Well, nice. well, it's the big <laughs> fat. Yeah, I you know what? I was I was sad when they broke Tucker and Otis up. And if this leads to them getting back together, then it's saved Tucker's bacon, hasn't it? So it's it's fine. I agree, the money in the bank is a big, big problem. But they'll <laughs> maybe figure something out. I don't know. Do you remember when the European title changed hands? Because Shane McMahon beat X Pac for it. And then Midian was going through Shane's bag. Hey, can I borrow your thing? And he went, Yeah, sure. And he was Oh, can I use this? He went, yeah, sure, I don't want that, and just put it around him. And that's how Midian was European champion. I think that's what they should do with this. Anyway, on a happier news, Braun Strowman defeated Keith Lee in about three minutes. Mm, It was was very funny watching Keith sell the dick. uh, As he, he, like, berated and went after Braun after... And he's doing everything, but he's holding his winky. You little puppy, he's got his hand on his knob. Really tickled me. More of that, please. (laughs) Good segment then, on the whole. Yeah, because of that. That's all I remember. Yeah. Football in the groin. (laughs) And then Drew McIntyre confronted Randy Orton inside. He wasn't even cupping it. He was like holding it like like... A lobster claw or something uh, like that. What? It was like they no, watch it back. He's, he, he's like clear. That. No, he's he's not just going oh and cupping the bollocks. He's 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 properly like got his got his winky and his. I'm sure he does. Ooh. Oh, good selling though. That's what you'd do if you got hit in the in the. Checking for lumps. Love length. Drew McIntyre confronted Randy Orton inside Hell in the Cell. Um, I'm not saying the segment didn't work, but the fact that there were reports going. Did the segment end how it was supposed to? And Dewey responded with, yes. Um, we say that a lot of people were happy with it. Randy Orton did his thing where he went, I'm so great. I've had 10,000 Hell in a Cell matches. I won the title inside Hell in a Cell twice. La, la, la. Drew McIntyre came out, got the ball cutters and went, all right. Eh, and then shut the door and that's how it went off the air. It was a weird ending. Didn't enjoy it. I don't like when WWE does this, this isn't thing EastEnders. where... Yeah, like, I was going to say, yeah, it's it's a bad soap. It's like, oh, what's going to happen? And it's like... Yeah. yeah and we won't find out what happened. That's the issue, isn't it? Yeah. They might show us a, like, exclusive, like, oh, I hit him with a Claymore. But, like, 
imagine if there wasn't a pay because they've done this before once or twice if there wasn't a pay-per-view this weekend the next Raw is not going to start where the last one ended up it's not going to start with no. them shutting the cage door it's going to start with welcome to Monday Night Raw it's that's a, a real- shot on Smackdown or something imagine if they just got in there and they kissed and that's what we find out that <laughs> happened on Friday the fantastic. match is off yeah they're in love now that would be brilliant that would be so good I'd love that and then, then I'm just imagining like skits where like Orton's in an apron, like mixing a big bowl. It's fantastic. Well, instead of hell in the cell, it's love in the cell. <laughs> Whatever. Is there a pun I'm missing? Hell, I'm to think it rhymes with love. Yeah. No, I couldn't yeah. think of it that rhymed with love. Oh, love oh in God. the dove. It's like, no, that doesn't work. It's still love in the cell. And I'm calling him out because it's fine because we're friends, but I haven't seen him for about four years. But Alex Ledbeater, right, who used to work at What Culture with us, we we spent one day all making each other howl with laughter by making wrestler food puns. Eggy Guerrero, Macho Man, Ran- Nacho Man Randy Savage, in fact. No, my Macho favorite- Man Randy Cabbage. Cabbage. Oh, that's my cool. favorite <laughs> Cabbage. <was> my- <laughs> the, one I, the one I did was Kevin Mash, which Brilliant. I was really proud oh, of. That's really good. And then Alex wasn't part of the wrestling section. He wrote for another, he wrote for the film section. And he's a brilliant film writer and he's still doing really well. So I'm just going to say that first before I explain how stupid he was. He thought he was really funny and came up with one. He went, Jack Egg King. And I was like, what? And he went, Egg, because your middle name's Graham. And there's a G and there's a G in Egg. And there's a G in Graham. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not. He's a I love Alex. He's a strange boy. And he and he always messes up my hair if he's ever up in Newcastle. If I see him on a night out, I'm like, Alex is back up north. I'll go in a rise. Oh, you're right, mate. And he'll go like that to my hair. And I hate it. But he's a great lad. Love him. Great, great guy. Obviously. Phil did that to you as well, didn't he? Yeah, I could have knocked him out. Yeah, no, he, it doesn't, he wasn't happy. <laughs> the whole night at Rise, Phil, like a little gremlin, going like up like That's very that. much what Phil's like. <laughs> I love Phil. Phil's my favourite. He was born in the sea. He's a little swamp creature. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man of the ocean. He's like a tempting sailors to their death on the rocks. <laughs> like a golem Poseidon masher. He's crazy. Oh. Anyway... <laughs> Great guy as well. Love Phil, love Phil too. Yeah, great, yeah, great. You that are quite good the... friends with Phil. Sorry. Yeah, I that haven't seen Phil. Sorry. I haven't seen anyone in a while. But yeah, I saw. Uh, I went into the shop and saw his uh, his girlfriend was in there. She gave me some advice no. on hiking boots. She said, Lovely. Adam, you don't need them because <laughs> you're not going to do any hiking. So I didn't buy any. No, I said, I'm going to mostly be walking on concrete. He's meant, no, don't get any. Just get a nice pair of trainers. They're a very wholesome couple, aren't they? Lovely. Very lovely. lovely. Yeah. I feel bad for what I've just said. So I'm... Um... Yeah. Little Poseidon. What did you call him? Gollum mashup. Yeah. <laughs> That'll hurt him. Maybe we should cut that out. <laughs> no, he'll be fine with that. Oh, Feels no. great. Okay. Feels right, great. Okay. He'll be fine with okay. that. Okay. Oh, because that's the other consistent part of the podcast. Just slagging someone off. Shoot-a-thon. That's right. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> of a podcast. <laughs> no one is safe. When we cut, we cut a bit, and it's always coming back, and Jack's giggling away, and all the comments every time. It's like, what did Matthew say there? <laughs> Who did oh. he accuse of what? <laughs> it's often me who's uh, said something. Actually, it's yeah, not always yeah, it's Matthew. Fair. Yeah, often me calling out like a former ICW champion. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that was a good one that get cut out. Yeah, mine are just NXT UK jokes. Um, <laughs> They are. AW World Championship Eliminated Tournament Match. Woohoo, yeah, wrestling. Uh, Wardlow defeated Jungle Boy. 
in a fantastic match. Jungle Boy yeah, reversed a powerbomb off the top rope into a Hurricanrana, but Wardlow recovered and downed him with an F10 to pick up the win. Two F10, an F20. That's right, hi. Two. I, I, what's, I what's that in bingo, I, Pachiti? What? What's that in bingo? <laughs> I didn't know oh. you cut out for a second. Oh, for, it's good, what's this. What's 20 in bingo? What's 20 in bingo? What does that mean? What? What was your fat lady's 88? Oh, 20. Uh, No, I don't know. I can. Two little ducks is 22. 20. Key at the door. 21. Key to the door. Key. 20. I don't know if it's got one. Oh, okay. Wow. I love the the chemistry we have on this. Uh, What do you think of the match there, Pachiti? Yeah, it's good. It's a predictable result, but it's a decent match. Good showing for Jungle Boy. Yeah. AW World Championship in the mid match. Kenny Omega defeated Sonny Kiss. Oh. Why was it Sonny Kiss supposed to Joey Janela? Well, Game Changer Wrestling had a little bit of an event a few oh, weeks I ago. Know this. Yeah, um, three, at least three so far, wrestlers who could be on that show have tested positive oh. for that thing. Oh, we're allowed to say, aren't we, COVID? And because Joey Janela had associated with somebody there, um, he was off this. Don't think it matters too much because it was only going to No, be he was going to win the thing. Sport. What are you talking about? Yeah, mm. that's what we're all wanting. So that's why we have Sonny Kiss, Joey Jella's partner. And they even said on the show, Joey Jella's not here because of being near someone with COVID. Like they actually said, yeah, COVID's a thing. Yeah. Bizarre hearing that on a wrestling program, isn't it? And Kenny Wigger came out at a big entrance, completely overdramatic. All the titles he's won, all the stars he's got, all the times Meltzer's uh, said nice things about him. And then he annihilated Kiss. He cleaned the ring with him, you say. He definitely cleaned up, yep. as they say. Yep. And Clean then he kind of like disingenuously was like, yeah, 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 great. Well done, Sonny. So what it's do you think well. about this, Jack? I'm really excited for where it's going. It's surely going to Omega versus Hangman. Surely. Um, and then I think Omega's going to win. And then beat Moxley and be the big champ for a bit. But I, but I think that uh, all the matches in this tournament were good in their own way, actually. It was a really good episode of Dynamite. It certainly was. That match was almost as good as Ray Phoenix defeated Penta L0M, which is the thing that we always get asked about in Reese's Pieces, who's the better one for some reason. I'm glad it finally happened on this show, so start <laughs> bound to be in Reese's Pieces again. What a match. Amazing. Loved every Just- bit of it. And even Phoenix getting knocked slightly loopy with falling off the top rope and land on his head, he was still able to do all that crazy stuff afterwards. Yeah, I was worried for a second about him, but yeah. That, the... The backdrop into a powerbomb. I've never seen that before. Yeah. That was really good. Loved it. It's quite hard to talk at, at length about matches that were just so good, isn't <laughs> it? Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, it was just a, a, a amazing, a great showcase for, for both of them. And the right winner. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, hey, 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 hey. hey. I've been feeling bad for Phoenix because Kingston's been saying on commentary all the time, that's my best friend. And Phoenix is there as well. I'm like, yeah, oh, poor Phoenix. Hurtful. Yeah, mm. he's the Jack the Jobber of the Lucha Brothers. Hamman <laughs> Page then defeated Cole Cabana. And I thought this was a good match, but then it got really good towards the end with the fake-outs of the uh, bookshot lariat and all that stuff. So, wow. It was what Cabana's best show. match in AEW, I think. I'd, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah, really good. And and also, have you noticed that Omega won the match instantly and Hangman took nearly the whole time limit? And it's like, ah, oh, I'm very excited. Yeah, so you're saying Kenny Omega's a quick finisher. That's fine. Yep. Le Dinner Debonair. Chris Jericho and MJF. Nothing to talk about here. Next. Ah, very forgettable. Not very <laughs> exciting. 
I thought no. it was great. I, the, the mixed reaction to it. I put a, a, a tweet about uh, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick earlier, just saying, like, everybody's talking about AEW right now, but I think they're great, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and somebody replied, was just like, oh, brilliant, was it? <laughs> when I was like, talking about the AEW stuff. And I was like, yeah, I think it was really fun. If you want to get all dickish about it, it wasn't even really canon, was it? It was like a, what was the word? Like a... Not a flashback. What's the thing? They were just imagining it in their heads. It wasn't actually a part of the, the Wait, thing, was it? Oh, oh, that's that's what I got we've, from it. It was like, oh, imagine. Okay, we interpreted it differently. So you think it was a dream sequence between the two of them? Ish, yeah. I think it really happened, but they'd engineered it. Right. Okay. But I don't that, know. No, really that know. makes sense too. I don't really know. It was a non-diegetic dream sequence. Genuinely, nice. what yeah, what happened was Jericho had this idea, and they thought, yeah, that'll be funny. That's what really happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and it was it was it was just brilliant performances by both of them. They're both so MJF's a hell of a singer as well. Yeah, he outsang frontman Chris Jericho. Like it's almost like Fozzie a bad or something, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Judas is a good song. Yeah, Judas is a good but, song. But I feel like MJF's range that might have been too low for him. Bit of swing music. He, uh, he, I saw a video of him in uh, in college as part of an acapella group. And he Ooh. was nailing us on YouTube. Wait, if you MJF or Jericho? MJF. MJF. I don't think yeah, colleges yeah. were a thing when Jericho was young. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm, oh. I don't know, I'm being horrible. Ooh, a nowhere with the band <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, I think it was really, really funny. Just very entertaining. Um, and God, you, people, people just whinge about anything, don't they? Not my graps. Yes, we're the positive podcast. We love it. We love things like this. And yet, two why big do you hands... always hmm? hype up how positive the podcast is? We slag off. Oh, that's why people bad. say like they, they like the podcast because we're positive or trying to enjoy things. Oh, that's one of the things I get from people. Fair enough. I've been on a bit of a downer this week, so there you go. Oh. There's your yeah. It's really no, no on this podcast. Sorry, not this week. So I think this was brilliant and lots of fun. And if you didn't find it fun, you don't like fun, and you're an idiot. <laughs> To pause the podcast. That's why people like it. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked again. It, it couldn't have been done with anybody else but Jericho and MJF. And this passive aggressive. All right. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna turn on me. Oh, I'm better than you. And the thing with the stake. You know. And I thought, oh, that's a good example of a heel is because you all it well done. I was like, oh, that's that's a good heel move. That. And then he started singing, and I liked it. But I also like the fact that I know as I'm watching something that I'm gonna be so productive the rest of the day. Because social media is going to be a complete dumpster fire for the rest of the day. And there's going to be nothing there that interests me. <clears throat> so I'll go and, you know, hoover the carpets or do the dishes or do something productive instead. So thank you, you two lads. I'd like to shout out Robbie Williams' Swing While You're Winning uh, album, which featured a cover of that song with him and his mate Jonathan Wilkes. And they do it justice. It's oh. a good a good cover of the song. It was the first version of it I heard, actually. So when they started doing it, I loved it. I was like... Because I like the song anyway. It's a good song. You must have been beaming. I, I laughed to myself. You know when you watch something on your own and statistically you're less likely to laugh if you're not watching it with someone else? I actually laughed out loud. I lolled watching it. It was Wait. a bit crap though, the dancing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> They'd it was, it was self-aware, wasn't it? it, was, yeah, yeah, it was, apparently yeah. they, were, they were filming it up to, what, 20 minutes before? It no, they were, no, they were filming it early in the early hours of the morning and then the right. next day it got finished in the edit. With about 20 minutes to go. Oh, uh, okay, right. Yeah. Well, they smashed it. It's very funny. Yeah. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. 
But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dr. Britt Baker defeated Killian King. Got that right? Kylan King. King. Kylan. Oh, is it? She's on dark. It's definitely uh-huh. Kylan. It's 100% Kylan. Oh. Fisherman's Neckbreaker, a stomp of the lockjaw, spelled the end try, of the Try K- and say her name. It's spelled K-I-L-Y-N-N. Try, just, try, try and say Kylan. Just say, just say her name. Oh, Kylan. I can there say you go, he's done it. Yes, I thought you were going to butcher it somehow. But I was it waiting like... for you. No, he's in the main avoid... event. <laughs> hey! It, it doesn't <laughs> like Kiln, though. Kiln's a good name. For... Anyway, moving on. Hallway <laughs> tag team number one contender match. Kiln? Like the thing you do pottery? Kiln. <laughs> yeah. Kiln. Yes, yeah, fair. Yeah. Got a tough... Tough exterior, but a warm interior. Nice. Uh, Four-way tag number one contender match. The Bucks defeated Private Party, Butcher and the Blade, and the Dark Order. Uh, Matt pinned Cassidy, and it ju- only just got him. Ju- only just rolled through. Mm. And then Tully Blanchard, the masked man, joined the tag champions in a beatdown of the Bucks, culminating with a spike pile driver on Nick and the chair salt to the ankle of Matt. Makes sense that they're doing the Bucks versus FTR, but Jack, you inhaled. What were you going to say? I, I like the match and I liked how everyone got a little chance to shine. And John Silver was balling out of control. He was great. And JR was like, he's all jacked up on Mountain Dew. I was like, what? <laughs> but um, I just didn't like Tully wearing the mask. I was like, I was waiting because it, it hyped up my expectations. I was like, punk's back or whatever. And it was it was just, who's this like mystery man going to be? Oh, it's their manager anyway. 
I was like, well, you know. But the match was enjoyable, and we get Bucks versus FTR finally. Mm. It is weird the build-up to this has been the Bucks being more and more Diddler-esque, as we say in the show, and FTR being established as full-blown Diddlers. So the dream match is two Diddler tag teams. It is, but maybe that's right, because they're both most famous for their heel work. Yes, yeah, it kind of works. Kind of, I guess you'd imagine the books. You'd imagine the books would have been baby faces, wouldn't you? But I don't know. Yeah. Oh well, just looking forward to the match. Mm. And that was AW NXT, also on the same time. Kushida defeated Tommaso Ciampa and Velveteen Dream in a triple threat match. Dream's cast led to Kushida's victory, as he practically knocked the black heart out with a strike to the head before <laughs> Kushida pinned Ciampa with a German suplex. I'm just reading it as it says it here. What did you think of this, uh, whoever watched NXT this week? Yeah, I've only seen the, the highlights Ooh. of NXT. I ran out of time today. Um, I, I always just... I, I, Champa just doesn't feel... I don't want to say he doesn't feel like a big deal, but he's fallen quite far down the, the totem pole, hasn't he? And I know he got like he got knocked out with the cast and everything, so it's, it's not like a, a clean... He didn't just get pinned or anything. He just... It, uh, I guess it's because he's done everything that there is to do in in NXT. What else is there? Uh, what what more can he do? If he goes back for the world title, is that really going to mean anything? Yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, put him on the main roster because he himself says he, he doesn't want to ever go to the, the main roster or anything. I'm just not sure there's that much more that they can do. It's weird, isn't it? Because if that was on Raw, you'd never say that because people win world titles multiple times and stuff. But because the way NXT is, it feels like a journey, doesn't it? It feels like yeah. a rotating cast and they come through... It's just weird how it's set up differently, and it's weird to have a regular stick around. I feel the same about Balor, even though he's the champion at the minute. Mm-hmm. Strange. Yeah, Champions right now is in the Sheamus role. Yeah, you yeah. do everything. You don't really need to be there, but kind of, I guess, if everybody got COVID at the top of the card, you can always put him there, and it's like, eh, it's better than nothing. It's better than, you know, Joey Abs or somebody. But right now, it's <laughs> you feel like he should have left. Joey it's like he, He's like the last guy at the party that you have to politely tell, like, no, it's over, mate. Just go mm. elsewhere. Uh, Emma Moon defeated uh, Jesse Camille. Mm-hmm. Emma Moon continues to look as good as ever, defeating Jesse with a unique death lock chin lock combination of her singles match in more than a year. But afterwards, Moon felt the wrath of Dakota Kai, who vowed that Moon wouldn't use her as a stepping stone. Mm. She will. She will use her as a stepping yeah, stone. She will. Yeah. Exactly what shall happen. Uh, Bronson Reed defeated Austin Theory twice. Uh, the Ozilla had to beat all day, not once, but twice, Sorry? just to shut him up. The Ozilla. Again, I'm just reading what's in front of me. I'm like, I'm like I, I one burgundy. That's that's not me. That's that's legit. Ozilla. Yeah, it looks like uh, the Ozilla is 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 gone for a little bit. So he, he got beat <laughs> wait, twice. Wait, which and, one's the Ozilla? No, no, no. Austin Theory's gone. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Bronson so, reads the Ozilla. The Austin Zilla. Sorry. The Austin Zilla is, is oh, he, so he got he got beat he got beat twice, uh, and then they did this little backstage thing where he gets in his car and he quits. Done. Oh, no. Don't know what that means. Obviously, he was like, I, I don't know if it's related to the the accusations and all that, the speaking out stuff. Might be, mm. but I don't think we'll see him on TV for a bit. Oh, oh dear, how sad. Never mind. Uh, Legado del Fantasma defeated Isaiah Swerve Scott, Jake Atlas, and Ashante The Adonis. Chase yeah. Parker locked Dane in a single leg crab while Matt Martel made Drake watch from ringside, but Maverick eventually broke free and wielded a chair against both opponents. Though it cost he and Dane the match, Dane was impressed by Drake's fire. This was yeah. brilliant. It's it's so fun. I, I love the... 
It's a really, really basic story, but I think they're just doing it right. When when Dane and uh, Maverick came out, again, like, Killian Dane was like, stop the music, stop the music, and then Drake shows all this fire, and it, it, it was just a nice, tiny little swerve, wasn't it? Like, he got the chair, and you thought he, he caused the DQ, um, and you thought that Killian Dane was going to be angry at him, but Killian Dane was just like, no, that's what I want to see, that's the fire. And he didn't go as far to, like, dancing along to the music at the end. So he's still the big man who wants to be taken a little bit more seriously, but they're starting to love each other. I think that it's good, especially because we know that they're actually both really nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, good. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot as well. I love the music. It's really fun, isn't it? It's really... Yeah. Timothy Thatcher defeated Anthony Green, one of the... Uh, fresh batch of Evolve wrestlers. That so gone. aggressive! So aggressive there. I don't know what it was like. Timmy Thatcher beat Andy Gray. Sorry, sound like you're from Manchester. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not. Uh, Thatcher oh. forced Green to <laughs> tap out after taking advantage of a cheap strike before the bell sounded. Once again, making an example of a student. Yeah, he's been doing the same thing for a long time. Maybe he needs a story. It's probably going somewhere. Yeah. I hope so. Danny Birch and Wani Lorcan defeated Bree Zango to Oni. become the new... Oni. No, Wani. It's like a bit like Wani. Like <laughs> irony, irony is a bit like iron. Everybody. To become the new NXT Tag Team Champions. <laughs> a masked man pushed Fandango off the top rope, was it Tony Blanchard, while Birch hit Breeze with a low blow behind the official's back, leaving him vulnerable for an assisted elevated DDT to crown the Brit Ambrawlers as new champion. Is that their name? Apparently so. Yeah, that's legit, Oof. that. And then afterwards, that wasn't shocking enough, Pat McAfee revealed himself as the masked man, pulling back the curtain on the trio's ploy. <laughs> <laughs> I like this, though. <laughs> I liked it. I like the title change. They well deserve it. If there's any tag team who deserve winning those belts more than Lorcan and Birch, I mean, they've been doing it for ages and really well. And I like that McAfee's involved as well. I think this is really good. It's sort of worked out for them, hasn't it? Because it was obviously, I don't think McAfee was meant to be a part of this and Ridge Holland got injured. But McAfee, really, really impressed at TakeOver. So I'm, I'm not adverse to seeing a bit more of him. Yeah. And it's quite good. And it makes storyline-wise, it makes sense as well. I don't think it was the plan. But yeah, they've done a good job with it. And I agree. I feel a bit bad for, I almost said Fandango. Fandango and um, Tyler. Breezango. Um, because they, they've had a pretty crappy reign there, haven't they? I thought they had a... Some all right matches. I mean, I think they were going to be as good as they were ever going to be. I mean, it is Breezango, they're known for the gimmicks outside the ring. So I thought it was also nice that they got a pat on the back. Well done, pal. Here's a tag yeah. title reign for you. Yeah. Don't say Triple H is good at that, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Well, that was a lot of wrestling. There's a lot more wrestling to come this weekend with Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory happening. And apparently, someone was telling me that we're doing some sort of thing where if we type something, we get some sort of money off. What's that about, Pachidi? That's right. If you head to cultaholic.com forward slash impact, you get 10 free, uh, $10 worth of fight credits. Um, all new users get it. Um, so yeah, just head there, download the app, and you get $10 for free, and you can you can use that on pretty much any pay-per-view on Fight TV, if you're oh. that way inclined. Wow. Bloody hell. Don't say we don't spoil you, all right? Also, we no make a couple of quid from doing it, so thanks if you do. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> and now it's time to have a little look 
in the mailbag. Number one. Hey there, obligatory diddlers. Christ. A couple of weeks ago, Jack was talking about how Ben Potter absolutely despises Angelo Dawkins, and I cannot agree more. I hate his every ounce of being, since all it seems he is able to do is shout, yeah, like a fire alarm during Christmas dinner. (laughs) Wow. That said, I love the Street Profits, and I adore Montez Ford. Which leads to the question... Which tag teams did you love the one wrestler but hated the other one? Only recent <laughs> examples I can personally think of is Sasha Banks and Bailey, but this is mostly because I am fairly certain I'm in love with Sasha, oh, and Bailey God. is being intentionally obnoxious, so kudos to her for playing her role well. Keep on doing what you do, since you are consecutively bringing out good content, bringing a lot of joint entertainment to a lot of people in these trying times. Kind regards. Just Rob. Thank you, Rob. Wow. Cheers, Rob. I like that Fire expression. Fire Christmas dinner. Fire yeah. Christmas dinner is brilliant. Stealing that one. Rob, are you a southern 80s NWA commentator? He'd like a fire alarm at Christmas dinner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, Go got, I've got one that, that sprang to mind um, immediately. Uh, well, another primo, obviously, who's just yeah. a bad, bad yeah. person. Um <laughs> High energy. I hated Coco Beware. Oh, oh really? He's just I, even as a kid, I was like, everybody else who had an animal, yeah, that. Oh, really? That's really. Funny. You look like a bird. <laughs> I, I, no, because I, I, you had you had Bulldog with Matilda. You had Jake with Damien, and I, I can get me. Oh, that's good. they're good animals. A parrot. It's just rubbish, isn't he? And I, I don't. I can't remember really um, much of Coco Beware's matches or anything like that. But he was there as a sort of uh, mid-card comedy act, but he wasn't funny. And I just found him very, very annoying. Um, yeah, as a child. And I was the target audience, wasn't I? Did you, did, can you honestly say you, you like Coco Beware? Anyone? I feel bad now. Bit, bit before my time. I like this parrot. I like Frankie. Frankie, yeah. yeah. Why? Well, yeah, that's the... But, I like parrots as well. They're fine. They're fine animals, but she's attached to. <laughs> I view Coco Beware as like looking back at like, because I was never around when he was doing his thing. So he's just one of those charming gimmicks from the past, isn't he? I'm like, oh, Coco Beware. Yeah. Fair. Maybe that's how people look at like, God, I can't even think at the minute. But that's how people look at wrestlers in the future. I wonder who, who's going to be like a Elias. Yeah. Yeah. I like Coco be where he'd come out and he'd do that thing and he'd be like, oh, yeah, you're flying because of Frankie. And he goes, nah, mate, I'm high as a kite. Um, <laughs> when it comes to tag teams, as a kid, I loved Road Dog of the New Age Outlaws. And my dad also liked Road Dog. I think I told the story before. He saw Wrestling with Shadows without me. He must have seen, oh, maybe I can understand my son a bit better. <laughs> so for a while, the only three wrestlers he knew were Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels and complete inexplicably because only in it for two seconds is Road Dog. I was going to say I don't I, remember a scene with Road Dog in yeah. that, and I've watched that fairly recently. Yeah, and I think it's just because my dad was very taken aback by a, a white guy with that type of hair wearing what can only be described as a, a gangster's jogging gear, and it, I think it was all those things put together really had an effect on him. And I thought it was very entertaining. It was very good, and I think we do the majority of the stuff in the ring. And I just never got Billy Gunn in the New Age Outlaws. Uh, because he would just go suck it, and then Road Dog would do all the entire spiel, basically. So I'd say him. 
That's a good pick. Love, love, love Billy Gunn now. Now I realise he is actually as big as Jim Ross always say because of AEW and it's, you know, like Lilliput. Yeah, he's huge. Jack. Okay. Oh, right. Sorry. I didn't realise it was my go. Um, I'll go for Head Cheese. Uh, obviously oh. love Steve Blackman. He's like my guy. He was my boy when I was younger. Loved him. Uh, and I've never really got Al Snow. Never really got him. Wow. I know that I was I was too young to get the the head joke as clever as it is, but like it's not very good. <laughs> it's not very funny. And uh, since then, without that, what is Al Snow's gimmick? He's like crazy and Mick Foley's rubbish mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay, fair. Right, okay. the, the head talks to him. <clears throat> oh yeah, that was that bit of it was good. Just the head joke wasn't that clever when I got older and realised what it was. But on the whole. It's. I don't like hate Al Snow or anything. It's just that Steve Blackman was like my boy, as OSW Review would say, and Al Snow really just wasn't anything like for me oh. as a fan. It is yeah. really dirty head cheese, isn't it? As a name, yeah, that's awful. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, no, it's a term for. Oh, Smeg- what is it? Smegma. No, Smeg- no, no. no, I never thought of it like that. No, the head cheese is a thing. No, it's not. It's head cheese. It's, it's the it's the the smegma that forms around the um the, no, the no, helmet no, of no, the no, no, no. of the penis. The glands oh, penis. The, <laughs> I'm I'm saying this honestly. I have never thought of head cheese meaning <laughs> that. No, that's what it. That's the joke. Have you never? Done, are you, no, have you been serious? Head cheese is a cold cut that is a terrine or meat jelly, often made with flesh from the head <laughs> or a calf or a pig. No, uh, it's a smegma. <laughs> What an awful well, the word. The one that didn't win the tag title. Smegma. Yeah, it's an awful word, isn't it? That's a good name for a jobber. If if Tony Chimmel announced <laughs> that in this car, weighing in at 120 pounds, smegma! People would love that. That should have been one of retribution. Oh. Slapjack, smegma, cake, tea. <laughs> And th- that is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw a, a Val Venus t-shirt the other day. We're on the subject oh, no. of attitude. And it, it said, yeah. cocked and ready to load. Uh, re- cocked, oh. and, cocked and loaded, cocked and ready, whatever it was. But it was, you know, like the AJ Styles one that it inadvertently looked like jism. This was just designed to look like jism. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really concerned because I've just remembered something that happened to me when I was like seven, maybe. Oh, no, no, it's nothing that bad. You know, like, Big Brother was huge when we were younger. Like, massive Big Brother. And I remember there was... I tried to sort of watch it, but sometimes I wasn't allowed. Sometimes if it was on after my bedtime and stuff. But I was like, oh, what's been going on on Big Brother? And I saw, just in the newspaper, just left in the house, I think, that one of the Big Brother contestants was possibly in trouble for apparently masturbating near like one of the women or something like that. Like he wasn't doing it in private. He was just in the bedroom and she was also in there and it was a bit dodgy. And I didn't know what that meant, that word. So I looked it up in the dictionary and I was so disgusted by the concept of it that I nearly had a panic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I've never told, I've never explained. My mum will still remember me having the panic attack because I remember she was in the shower at the time and I remember like shouting through the bathroom door like, I can't see, something's going wrong. And then she was like, just lie down on the bed, it'll be fine. I think she must have assumed I was having some sort of like attack. It's the only panic attack I've ever had and it was because I found out what masturbation was. 
well, this is going to stick, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> You're never getting away from this. One. <laughs> it was. I've never told her that was why. I've never. Oh, you told didn't her. explain. I, I think I must have just made something up. Like, oh, I saw something gross on the telly or something. What What upset you about it, Jack? It was specifically the the description included the idea of something shooting out of the end of your penis. You and knew what that, weeing was, though, right? That's, yeah, that's yeah, but this, out the end of the yeah, but this this one just freaked me out for some reason. I was only a little boy, and um, yeah, just really chimed, just just struck some sort of chord in me that mm-hmm. made me think, "That's what's in my future, is it? I'm out. I can't do this. I'm having a panic we, attack." When you finally <laughs> um, did, did masturbate, did, uh, did you it. feel re- it's traumatized did, me? Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. God. <clears throat> no, um, no, what? I must have just, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a traumatic memory that I held on to for years and years. I just occasionally remember it like, oh yeah, at that time, but mm. it was just a one-off thing. And then I got over it apparently. Wow. Strange though. Very strange. And now six a day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lockdown, you know, yeah, nothing going on. There you go. Don't let your why, dreams why have fade I told away. That? Why have I told that? I was going to say. Story? I mean, it's always interesting. This, this podcast, inadvertently, we go from cake coloured cake to wrestling to therapy. Why have I done that? My maybe, first... maybe now that I've gotten it off my chest, maybe maybe yeah. I'll feel better. Yeah. Yeah. My first. There you go. My go first on, masturbatory experience was no, with this uh, no, a bad no, start. Bad start of no, the sentence immediately was with a was with a vibrating car seat from Woolworths. No. I've told this before. I think I told this on a stream. Um, but when, <laughs> when my parents bought it and you just slot it over your car seat and it it, it, it mass- massages your back, but it's just like that. I took it upstairs because I thought, oh, I've got a bad no, back. Lay, no, laid on my back no, on it. No. Um, and uh, oh, this is quite nice. Turned over on my front. I was like, oh, something's happened here. Didn't right. cheers. <laughs> oh, I thought what you meant. No, just taking the heat off you, mate. Yeah, well Thank done. Thank you. Yeah, cheers for that. <laughs> Hot tag Pachidi. Yeah. I don't think it's going to work, unfortunately. No, nah. nah, it's not going to even put a dent. Matthew, Matthew, you got anything to add? Cheers, don't be silly. Um, <laughs> first time I did it, I hadn't ex- properly explained, and I thought I broke my cock. Um, <laughs> uh, all these stories are brilliant. You've taken it. Thank you for balancing yeah. it out, guys. What happened cheers. here, Matthew? <laughs> I was watching something that was uh, a very nice thing to watch for that young age. and uh, Dexter's Lab or something. Christ. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Bag puss. And, um, this podcast yeah. become really smutty all of a sudden. Wait, wait, none of this really is going to make the air. Wait a minute. Hang on. We're like, oh, thank God we can say COVID. We won't lose any money. Anyway, here's about me dick. Oh, this will make... No, this yeah, will this make is, it. No, I think... You know what? I think it's just easy to leave it like that. It's not as exciting after... So, yeah, just, I was like... Like, but, like no, one, no one has sat me down. Like, education is very odd because we all sat in... A, I remember, like, the sexuality class we had and it was almost like the teacher went, all right, who doesn't know? And I was going to go... Me, I don't know anything because all that's yeah. like, yeah, we all about this. I'm like, uh, yeah, me too. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really with it. So I figured out myself and uh, wasn't complaining, but it was like a, <laughs> oh, Christ. So, the problem is that after this podcast, next um, until next week's podcast, we are going to get messages like when there's been a really funny episode, we get like love the podcast, lads, really. <laughs> We're going to get that, and it's going to be because of all the knob talk, unfortunately. 
You're right. We should move on to the questions. Our sex Hello, education, gents. our sex education, oh, just no. consisted. No, 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 no. <laughs> White, please. Um, oh. Just consisted oh. of a. Uh, all I remember is a VHS tape of a robot who had urges. That's all I remember. It's the worst way of teaching your kids, like because it's obviously very human behaviour. So, oh, strip all that away. Circuit boards and LED lights. Oh no. So it's just this robot that went around confused as to why he fancied women. It wasn't even other, it wasn't lady robots. It was a robot that fancied human women. Yeah. That's a much different That's all we had. I'm, I, I was be... off sick when we had the condom over the banana tour. Oh, that's going to be the next. You know how like people's grandparents might say something a bit racist or something and you've got to be like, well, it was a different time. Ours is going to, when we're all old, we'll be saying really robophobic, robophobic stuff. <laughs> and everyone's going to be like, well, the robots are allowed to fancy the humans, so you're not being very tolerant here. That's, yeah. that's going to be ours. We're going to be robophobes. I met a sex robot. I think I told you about this. I went to that <laughs> met, talk. Mess. You've humanized it immediately. I can't remember her name, but the guy, the, there was a talk at the Life Center, oh. and I went to it about two years ago. And there was this, um, there was a, this bloke who had developed a sex robot. The AI was awful. Like you'd get better from like Amazon Alexa or whatever. Um, but she could do basic things, and she could sort of sustain. Like you, you would say, uh, "Oh, what's your favorite music?" And she'd go. My favorite music is Keen, like that. And at the end, I went up and I just, because I'm interested in robotics, and I, I, I chatted to him. And this, by the way, the talk was about the ethics of, uh, of robotics and sex, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, creepy of it. All right, Matthew, don't make that face. Don't look in the camera. You're not Tim off the office. Uh, and then he, <laughs> and, and he said, oh, do you want to touch it? And he let me put my finger in its mouth, her mouth. I don't know what it was. Talky, talky mouth. Orifice. Go on, do okay. the next question. I've blabbed I'll, on enough. One more here. question we've on the subject. We've given, we've given Rob way more than he bargained for with that question. <laughs> was Rob's that, like, was, I was, was a lifelong tag, fan of Coverholic until this week's podcast. <laughs> yeah. Was that from a tag team question? Yeah, it was, yeah. Kogo Beware is how we got here, by the way. <laughs> um, one question, and I'll move on. Hey, cheese, knobs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there we go. And it's like six degrees of knobs. One question. When you say it was about a robot that fancy women... Mm. What type of robot are we talking? Was it like an android, like C-3PO? Was it like a, a box on legs? No, like, yeah, it was um, it, like Awesome-O off South Park, but made <laughs> of metal. And, there were, and it, it wasn't, there wasn't a person inside it because it was, it, it was clearly, it, like, I think it went along on wheels, if I, if I remember correctly. But I, it just confused me more. I, I didn't understand what the hell was going on. And everybody developed earlier than, than me as well. So when everybody was getting into all the, the masturbation, and I didn't know what was going on. Didn't have anything to go off, just this robot. Oh. What's the next question? That's awesome. So 1950s Russian space program robot to uh, teach about sex. You know what? I feel all right with my sex education. Thank you very much, Pachiti. Hello, gents. I hope you're all well and looking after yourselves. Well, of course we are, pal. Jack, six times a day looking after himself. <laughs> just believe More, just need more regular than the buses. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't realize it was 2016 again. <laughs> <laughs> do, you when you, do you remember when you hit me in the face with a chip and I went off it? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Ish. Oh, I remember that. You bring it up was, a lot more than I think I was about really it. angry. It really angered me. I was really You were doing annoyed. a bit. because. They weren't dangled. Where's we were? No, you just did it, and I got really cross. It was because I dangled a chip in your face. Yeah, you touched my face with one of your chips. Well, I thought you wanted it. 
Well, no, you didn't. You knew. And this is, this is, I need to let this go. Uh, really. Yeah, probably. Go. I love it. Can you have a go at Matthew instead? We don't want to upset the, oh, yeah. the format of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Pe- people like it when me and you fight. Is it okay, my camera? No, that's, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Okay, fine. As long as it's good enough for the quality of the yeah. podcast. Nothing's, nothing's going to save the quality of this podcast. No, true. I, I'm sure... Yeah, here we go. I hope you're all well and look after yourselves. I'm sure they will likely not remember... But around four years ago, I had the good fortune to meet Sam and Jack and briefly chat with them. Ooh. I say good fortune because I don't live anywhere near Newcastle, but I was in town on my stag do. My best man just happened at the time to live next door to Sam and Jack, meaning I briefly met them both over a garden Over the fence. garden wall, yes. Yep. After a good few cans to work up some courage. I realise now that some may view this as rude, including myself looking back, but both were very welcoming and forthcoming with talking to me for a few minutes. Thanks, lads. Oh, no, that was really good. I remember that, yeah. yeah. This leads me to my question. In your time at Cultaholic or elsewhere, who has been a celebrity that you've spoken with that made you the most nervous and why? For me, it would be Brian Blessed, who I <laughs> randomly met in a pub in my hometown. He was exactly as you'd expected to be and the chat lasted for about two minutes. Thank you for doing what you do for all us fans and congratulations on the 600k subscribers. You deserve that and much more, Luke. Thank Thank you very much, Luke. And nice that you had that little get-together. Do you remember anything, Jack? Yeah, I do remember it. I remember his mate. I had no clue and just didn't care. (laughs) Uh, But no, he was um, was a really nice guy. And he has not picked me and Sam for his nervous to talk to. He said that Brian Blessed made him more nervous. Well... Devastated about that, to be honest. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Any celebrities that you've met, you've must have met loads, Pachidi, you're a big deal, um, that you were most nervous to meet. <laughs> uh, yeah, when I was a kid, Jake the Snake um, went to, Ooh. I think this was like 94, 95. Um, and I think it was probably the first wrestling show I went to. It was at Ventnor Winter Gardens on the Isle of Wight. And I've got a feel, if I remember correctly, it was Jake the Snake and Bushwhacker Luke. Would that make sense for 94? Oh, they got sacked in 95, didn't they? Got let go 95 from WWE. It was, it was soon after they got let go. Who, the Bushwhackers? Yeah, I think it was 95. No, they were anyway. around until 97. No. Yeah. Were they? Yeah. Oh, maybe it was way later than I thought. That. Anyway, I um, so I, I, I was really scared of him. And I'd seen his babyface stuff as well, but all that I could think about, I remember, was, oh, man, this is the guy that got the the big long snake to bite macho's arm that's horrible and dad i remember him having to coach me and like doing that to my shoulders go on adam go on you might never get another chance to meet jake the snake (coughs) so i went up and spent tenner of my dad's money and got a polaroid that came out all blurry couldn't see any of it but i did meet him i promise nice yeah that's that's a that's a a justifiable one scary guy oh yeah very intense yeah yeah uh sorry the 96 (laughs) Ah, oh, I bet. Bloody <laughs> no. Yeah, it was 96 Bushwhackers were up to. And I'm going to go with something similar. At StarCast 2, I was already right talking with all the big stars and stuff because half of them were like, oh, it's that stupid video person. How are you doing? But I lost the... Was that all right? What was that noise? Sorry, that was me. I've dropped a plug, but it's not unplugged oh, anything fine. crucial. That's cool. I lost the ability to speak talking to one Dan the Beast 7. Oh, really? I, and I don't know why because I've... I mean, I liked the idea of him and everything, but I wasn't like a diehard UFC early goer. But it was just like, he's just so friendly. 
it's so it throws you <laughs> off because everyone's got that. All wrestlers seem to talk that certain way. Where it's like, mm. "Hey, you doing, buddy?" And you can tell where they're like, "Yeah, how you doing? Polaroids or tennis?" And they're like, "All right, cool. They're in working mode, and it's all right." Yeah. But he was just like so alert. You know, his, his eyes were like owls. And he had his three titles that he has that he still keeps. I forget how that works. One of them is the ultimate, ultimate, and all this. And he's just like, "Hello, good to see you. How are you doing? You have a good time, you know? Hi, I'm a I'm done the B seven. I'm like, I know who you are, but it's 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 the same feeling you get when you watch all these old school documentaries about serial killers, and they're like, "Oh, Ted Bundy, he was just so charismatic." <laughs> and that was the feeling I got from him. I was just like, bleh, 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 "The photo, the t shirt," and that was yeah. it. all it got out of me. So it felt like him. he was your dad or something, because that's why. Because he's an older man, isn't he? Yeah. And I, I would want to impress him. I'd want him to be proud of me if I met Dan the B7. I like the way that you said, by the way, I, I like the idea of Dan 7. <laughs> I didn't know what you meant by that, but I really enjoyed it. That's just how I speak, which is terrible. <laughs> and Jack, what have you got? Uh, I've not got any non-wrestler ones either, unfortunately, as good as the Brian Blessed example was. But I'll probably go for... Uh, it's probably Bret Hart, which is a, you know, which is a, yeah, no, it's because he's the biggest wrestler I've met, along with probably Kurt Angle. But Bret's bigger than Kurt, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, but I met them both one after the other. It was like a one-two punch because I was just walking through backstage looking for a toilet and I went in that green room in the Northumbria venue where the American wrestlers would often commandeer as their room. But I didn't realize they were in there yet. And I knew there was a toilet in there. So I opened the door and Kurt Angle's looking at me and I'm like, oh, and then I didn't know what to do. So I just shook, shook his hand. Oh, I'm Jack. Nice to meet you. And then turned around. Bret Hart sat there against the other wall. And I'm like, Christ alive. Like, what do I do here? But, you know, Bret's not the chattiest. So we, I didn't have to say That's much. That's not true. He jumped out his seat. You must oh, be Jack the Jobber. Jack the Jobber. <laughs> there he is. Moose did do that, which was weird. He was a big I, fan of you, wasn't he? he loved, I don't know he where he'd, had he been watching. <laughs> he, like, I remember him asking, hey, where's the Jack the Jobber, man? I, had he been watching know? the Fast Count? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I was rubbish then. It was really bad. <laughs> so um, was he. <laughs> <laughs> so mine's, he's, he's good now. Mine's Brett. But the, the one who I remember thinking like, wow, this is happening. And this is, I didn't get scared, but he was like, you know, when you meet someone famous and you're like, I can't believe that we've both just been living our lives and I've been aware of them and then we're in the same place at the same time. It's just bizarre. Your brain kind of goes, what? Was uh, Rikishi? I was like, oh my God, it's Rikishi? Because he's <laughs> one of the first wrestlers that I ever remembered. And uh, he was lovely. So I'll go for Rikishi, but in a nice way. Because he's, he's one... Go on. It's weird that these people have like skin and they're, they're, they're people. Do you know what I mean? The, yeah, the, you, yeah. you see them and they're an actual human being there yeah. and they're, they're not just two... It's so weird being in the same yeah vicinity as them. I first got that feeling at gigs when you see like a famous musician. You're like, mm. well, they're actually here yeah. in Newcastle or whatever. You're like, what? And you're seeing them from just one camera angle, which is your eyes. You're expecting to see them shot in a certain way. It's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Also remembered Starcast 2... I had the thingy pass. It's like performer. So I was like, oh, there's a green room where I can get like food and stuff. Get in, scran. So in Vegas, looking through all these people, going past people going, you know, look at my badge. And go through there and there's everybody. It's Conrad Thompson. It's Brett Lauderdale. It's Ricky Morton. And just all these people. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, so make crazy mix. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Taking it all in, going, do I say hello? Because you don't really have a conversation and go, oh, it's me. And they hear it and everyone else stop our business deals. And I thought, I should leave now. 
because Vampiro's just come in. <laughs> and that was a, uh-oh, looking for all the exits type of situation. Like, wait, well, if I wore down the seventh shirt, would he protect me type situation? And luckily, he didn't know who I was. So I sort of fantastic, walked away. Imagine news coming out of Vegas that weekend, going through the dirt sheets. Matthew's been battered by Vampiro. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. And he, no one would have blamed him. No one would have come to my defence and they'd be completely right, Your Honour. But even worse, he was in front of the door for a while. Uh, he was just talking to people. So I'm like, oh, all right, cool. He was just waiting for his music. <laughs> yeah. Good one, man. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. First, a huge thanks for all you do. The hard work and content has been essential in helping a lot of people this year. Anyway, to business. As a primary school teacher, I have to deal with a wide variety of topics and conversations each day. Sometimes this even extends to recent events in the world of professional wrestling. About a year ago, I was outside on playground duty and witnessed two children begin what can only be described as a post-contract signing brawl. <laughs> I must overdo my best Fit Finley impression, ready to break this up, when another child tried to intervene. He was very lightly knocked by the scuffling pair and took the sort of ref bump that little Nate would be proud of. He threw himself backwards over a bench and rolled around like he'd been KO'd. I waded into the melee and pulled the children apart, and then one of them proceeded to cut such a visceral, angry, shouting promo on both the child he'd been hitting and myself that I thought I'd time walk back to the 80s to see peak coked-up warrior spitting fire. <laughs> I can't repeat a lot of what was said due to the obscenities, but let's just say he was gunning for this kid and thought his mum, or mam for Mafu to read, thank you, pal, was a bit of a bicycle oh, if you catch word. my drift. I was told that his dad would be in to sort me out and that I would lose my job and then become homeless. <laughs> he, also, he also got some big heat from the onlooking crowd by telling them all he would get them next and that the Ooh. head teacher couldn't control him. <laughs> I was in the process of restraining this child attempting to signal a teacher at the other end of the playground for help when I forgot the golden rule of a big brawl. One person always manages to get free and attack again. <laughs> Realising I wasn't looking, the child channeled his inner Nakamura and went low. He huffed me right in the nudges Whoa. and I was down to a knee. He pelted forward out of my grip and straight towards his target. At this very moment, ref bump kid had just staggered to his feet. Clearly, the overselling had angered the beast because he hit this child with a clothesline from hell that I genuinely believe caused Ref Bump Kid to do a full 180-degree spin in midair. <laughs> Bollocks. That's what you get for overselling, kid. Knowing the adults were closing in, he had one chance to get the final blow on his target. Using momentum off the back of the clothesline, he swooped around the back of his original target and gripped his waist tightly. Flow over DDT. I had a feeling I knew what was coming and the entire event seemed to take place in slow motion as this child leaned back and delivered the cleanest looking German suplex I've ever seen. Bollocks! As our very own <laughs> next big thing returned to his feet looking back at the carnage he had caused, I was back to my feet, no selling his offence and carrying him out inside to sit outside the head's office. When he then thrashed, hitting <laughs> the head teacher with a chair in the process... Needless no, to say, he was excluded from the school for a time after that. There's some some length to go, by the way. Uh, and I myself left shortly after, so I'm unsure what became of him. I'd like to think the head teacher took my suggestion on board 
and placed him in a tag team match against Ref Bump Kid and his original opponent, but I doubt it. So with that in mind, boys, which hand do you wank with? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be, isn't it? That's a one. Anyway, onto my question. Which is, who was the naughtiest kid you can remember from primary or secondary school? What did they do? And do you know what happened, what ended up happening to them? Sorry for the ramble, but I know how much Jack loves a story. All right. All the best from down south. No doubt we'll be joining you for a lockdown soon. From Sam. P.S. Please tell Tom that his optimistic attitude and upbeat outlook is something I've been trying to adopt and has done wonders for my mental health. He's nothing short of a legend. You're all terrific, lads. and have done more for my sanity over this year than I could ever repay you for. Much love to you all. So before we move on to anything else, yes, thank you very much for the love to us and especially to Tom Mm. and his outlook on... PMA and optimism because God knows we need a lot of it right now and time is actually genuine about it so thank you very much for that but never mind the optimism and stuff uh, that was a hellacious so, story oh, by the way I'm sorry, sorry, for, sorry for doubting the story I feel like I was quite aggressive with my doubting you're almost I'm as aggressive sure, as that kid I'm sure it happened I was the kid he's telling this I was God. I was trying to what my, my voice isn't working lads I don't know what's happened there naughtiest kid <laughs> Thank you for the thanks for saving me. There. Naughtiest child at school. Mine was a. Uh, oh, I can't use his real name, can I? Uh, Billy Butlins. Um, and he was really, really Billy Butlins. That was the founder of Butlins. I don't know where I've gone with that. Uh, um, and one time, like between lessons, he, he grabbed a whole ream, 500 sheets of A4 paper. On the top floor, uh, it's the, the English block. So he was up there, like three or four stories up. Um, and he threw the whole lot out and started shouting, it's snowing, it's snowing, sleigh bells ring, are you listening? Shouting this out the window as it put it like, and it all like disperses and covers everybody and everything in sight in, in white. Uh, and then all of a sudden, as he's halfway there, he's like, in the late snow is glistening. You just see him get like yanked away by a teacher. They slam the door and give him the biggest bollocking ever. He did loads of stuff. Like after that, he two, two or three days later, he pulled the fire, fire alarm as well. And his reason for doing it was he said that he wanted to get everyone's attention so he could apologise for the A4 paper <laughs> incident. Do you go to school at the Beano? Because <laughs> that's very imaginative stuff. Like that's it was good, just, wasn't it? Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing now. I, I'm not friends with him on were Facebook. You friends with him? Mm, I was on good terms with him, so he didn't beat me up. He wasn't the Australian lad who slagged off your clothes, was he? Nah, screw him. I don't want to Good, yeah, good, good. Dickhead. Yeah, good. He, wasn't, he wasn't a Travis fan. I had, uh, there's two, both in the place down south for Stan Mitchell and then in northeast. They both had the name James, which is weird. But the one down south did one of the funniest things I can remember, and I'd forgotten all about it until you just said that. He was one of these really dry, humoured, funny book very nasty kids and he did i forgot about how much this stuck with us for so long so after i don't know how school works nowadays but when we were there there'd be a bell to signal that that was the end of the lesson and this guy had been having such a miserable lesson he just wasn't into it and hated the fact that the teacher was giving him work to do and all this tell him off that when the bell rang the single end he went yay like that like that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher kept him back and he was like oh no nah. <laughs> can argue it. And I thought that was just great comic timing. And the other lad, 
<laughs> I met him years later, and he looked a bit, you know, he was, he was having a good time, shall we say. Tell by his wait, face. Wait, 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 what do you mean? He looked a bit, you know, he was well, having wait, a good time. Wait, I'll get to it, but <laughs> I went, yeah, okay. right. And he went, all right, do I know you, pal? Like, I went, like, very, like, you know, almost like getting in a position to, like, I'm out of Smack this lad. I went, no, it's me, mate, from from school, King James. And he went, I went, mate, I was in your, I was in not only your form, but it was in English every bloody day. And he was like, oh, yeah, I, I think I'm, yeah, yeah. Sorry, pal, I was, uh, I was on drugs pretty much every day of school. <laughs> and I went, oh, <coughs> were you? And I went, I, without thinking, this is how, obviously the type of person I am, I went, oh, that explains a lot. I thought you were just oh, thick. That's such a Matthew comment as well. So we, we did think he was. He was like he was walking through Treagle most of the day. And I was like, oh, good. Thank God it was drugs. It's almost a relief to hear that. Anyway, Walking yeah, through Treagle. Yeah. And then I last saw him eight months later. Oh, God. Months later in Darlington. Again, this is like months later when it happened, not 2020. But months later in Darlington, I'm waiting for a bus. Him and his mate were chasing some guy down the street and just battered this the life out of them until the police what? showed up. And I was like, almost like trying to tell people the bus, oh, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> the police have put him in the back of the car. Oh, he's my mate. Why, why would uh, you say that? Matthew once um, had been out for my birthday with a big group and then put a Facebook status up detailing the funniest bits of the night out. And one of yeah. the funny bits was everyone pretending to have a good time for my birthday. And I was like, well, why the hell has Matthew said that then? I was like, Jesus, everyone <laughs> pretending to enjoy the night out for Jack, who, who genuinely was having a good time. Did he tag you? Yeah, I think he might have been. We're Facebook friends. And I was like... That is true. It, and I was objection, like... Objection, objection. I thought everyone was having a good time, Matthew. I thought everyone that was having a good true. time. That is true. It was that rubbish, Jack. Happy birthday, you dick. Thank you, yeah. was there, like, for starters. Yeah, you were, yeah. It was years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was 20, what? 2017, I want to say. Well, here's a, here's a hint. It was to celebrate the inception of the show that we're doing a podcast for. Yeah, it was new. It was around oh, the formation right. of Coldaholic. It was 2017. Yeah. We yeah. went out because it was your birthday in place. Yeah, and you could tell the people we were with weren't into it because they didn't <laughs> What's sing. What's it all about here? Because 90% of them didn't sing to any song. The, no, I, I, I remember this night. I, I, that was one of the best nights of my life, actually. No, I really, <laughs> really enjoyed that. I honestly thought... When they played All American right, Rejects, I was up there dancing. Uh, and, right. I honestly thought, right, 100%, that if I brought this story up, Matthew was going to go, oh, yeah, that was really harsh. Why have I said that? And instead, he's doubled down. He's doubled down on it and said, it was a crap night, Jack. Your birthday was rubbish. Oh, no, I loved it. But the people who were there, it's free to me. No, if I'm going to go on a night out, I'm going to have a good time. It was a bad night out. This is no, no, ridiculous. I had a lovely time. They didn't. Birthday gate. They being my friends who I've invited to my birthday, who yeah. I thought were having a good time. They don't talk to you anymore for a reason. The, the people I'm still friends with, that's worse. I'm living this lie. I thought I was popular. <laughs> birthday gate. Oh, my word. <laughs> birthday gate. If anyone wants to carry on this discussion on Twitter, tag me and Matthew with the hashtag birthday gate and we'll carry this forward. <laughs> no one cares about birthday gate. They saw a masturbation gate from 10 minutes ago, so... Um, <laughs> What's uh, the baddest lad that you knew at school? Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Lay. Oh, he's, he's gone. He's the good, best time in Lay. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, your timing gets better every week, mate. 
was like, you know what? On behalf of that, I changed my mind. It was a fantastic party. Everyone had a great time. This so, forgot all the lyrics of the songs that night. Just cut out there, everyone. Sorry, uh, podcast listeners. Um, mine was a man called Ryan, a boy called Lee. <laughs> um, he uh, he just used to bite people and then moved schools. No, this was when we were really young. This was like year one, year two. And um, then he left school after a while and I never heard from or saw him again. Uh, so that's that's mine. It's not very interesting though. But I've taken up enough time talking about birthday gate anyway. So mine was mine was Lee. Ah, uh, oh, God, good guy. I went to his birthday. He's really fun, <laughs> fun, blood, <laughs> lovely. Oh, what a great time! <laughs> Everyone pretending to have a good night. <laughs> I don't think I pretended to have a good night because I think I went home early. Yeah, but I wouldn't have minded because you do that sometimes. Yeah, and then there's no deception I involved. I- I remember. I, I don't remember the night. If I'm honest, that's I'm fine, sure it was. Fine. I'm sure oh, it was fun. Fine. I'm sure that's it was fine. fun. I remember. You, you're a fun guy. What? Again, it wasn't anything to do with you. It was the fact. Actually, I've got a good save here. Um, they were being <laughs> pestered by people. That, yeah, they, we were. They were being pestered we were all getting, night by it people. It was like because we just left what culture hype was like high. Mm. So we were a lot of people were coming over, but I was still. I was off my tits. I was so drunk. Yeah, because it was my birthday, and mm. yet. No one else. I can just imagine everyone stood silently and me just like, yeah, one night. Devastating. See, that, that's why life's so great because I remember it being me uh, and Jack sing along to all these great songs, uh, Rise, and the good bit we're supposed to sing along. Yeah. And all the people that you could tell if they had to go on a night out, they wouldn't have picked Rise. Oh, no. It's just, oh, I'm digging myself very here. It's actually me trying to save myself here. Um, is it really? Oh, no. It can't be you say Oh, no. This has been. Yourself. This is actually been a, this, yeah, I'm acting this terrible, infinitely aren't I? I'm doing a horrible job here. This is horrible for myself in me. She's a nice-ish person. I remember um, reading it the next day and being like, oh. Oh, no. I thought people were having a... What do you mean? Why are you surprised oh, that I read no. that and thought... Yeah, you're right. That is a dick thing. Sometimes I don't want to see this. No, you're right, Jack. That is a horrible thing to do for somebody's birthday. No, it's, it's, it's made for a funny oh. podcast story, at least. Yeah. Don't feel bad. It's made for a funny... Oh, no, I was, try- I was trying to make you feel bad. I feel, I feel ber- bad now. It worked. Your birthday this year was really good because we did the podcast and then we... That was it. And it was... Re- I had a really nice day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, wow, that was definitely the letters <laughs> section here at the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Some wrestling, not much of it. Uh, lots of bad lads. Lots of knobs, lots of sexy robots, and lots of awkward memories on Facebook. If you have anything of those to share, or talk about, or bring up next time, God help us all. Please, please, please send them to mailbag at colorholic.com. Uh, P.S. I love you, Jack. It was a great time on it. Oh, mate, it's all right. Don't worry. Now it's time for Reese's Pieces. Hello guys, I've been a big fan since the name redacted days and would like to thank you for providing laughter, insight and British culture references that I understand just about 9% of. It's fair enough. Thank you. This Reese's Pieces comes from how I've often discussed with my friends which wrestler comes to mind when pitching a championship belt. However, since I'm sure you guys have done that before, I'm putting a twist on it. The following list is some basic wrestling moves and some unique ones. I would like to know which wrestler comes to mind first when thinking of the move. Sending hugs and love your way, especially for Adam and Matthew. Not so much for Jack after he stole my Milky Bar and <laughs> the store manager Tesco on Clayton Street. God, that's mm. going back a bit. Oh, Enjoy yeah. Elliot from Sweden. 
That was on your Thank birthday. Thank you, Elliot. Uh, Reese's Pieces list, and we'll go Pachiti, Mafu, Jack, just be a bit different. Okay. Fastest thought first. Powerbomb. Sid. Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Dropkick. Hardcore Holly. Oh, yeah, hardcore Holly as well. Hell of a dropkick. Yep. Uh, Randy Orton for me. Brilliant dropkick as well. Spear. My mind went to Edge, but his is the worst spear ever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, Edge popped into my head, so I've got to say it. Billy Goldberg. Yeah, mine was Goldberg as well. Moonsault. S.A. Rios. Same here. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. How's that happened there? His finisher on SmackDown 2, wasn't it? Was it his finisher? It was certain, so. He could certainly do one. He could That's certainly crazy. do he one. Can, that is nuts that we all one. had SA Rios. I'll go for Kurt Angle then, because he's got the okay. most beautiful moonsault. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely, like a swan. Misses Cody's got a nice one as well. A bit crooked, but yeah. yeah. Talk about his moonsault, sorry. Uh, chop. <laughs> Shop? No, chop. I was just trying not to laugh. Oh, Flair. Flair. Rick. Rick Flair. Oh, oh thank you for saying which Flair. Uh, Rick Flair. <laughs> Uh, well, my mind first went to Pentagon because I think it was that match last night. So Pentagon. We can say shop if you want. Shop. Mix it up. Who comes to mind when I... No, I don't think there is one. Not like a who, an actual... Oh, whatever then. Uh, So much for that. Uppercut. (laughs) Uppercut. Oh, no. Genuine. Oh, Regal, probably. Oh, Cesaro. Regal, Regal. Sorry, sorry. I I was a dick there. That was a dick move. Oh. Crap birthday. <laughs> oh, no. Suplex. I haven't done no, angle. I'll do. No, wait. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll, for uppercut, I'll do HT Drake because he hit me with one once in the car park. Uh, yes. Did he? Oh, that's nice. To Where's show he me hit? It, the, the chest. No, it felt like I was being shoved back. Like, it didn't hurt, oh. but it was. It didn't hurt, but there was power behind it. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Uh, so, suplex, what did you say? You said cut angle? Um, yeah. Taz. Taz as well. The German suplex. Benoit. Yeah. Uh, Kurt and his three suplexes. Unfortunately, mine is also Benoit. Elbow drop. Savage. Savage. Sean came to mind first. Hmm. Topecon, hello. Nobody. Who who does it? Everyone. Yeah. Just the that. Oh, nobody. No, I literally. Is it is a tope when you've grabbed the rope and you launch, you vault over, or is, can you jump, uh, just clean over it and do a flip? I always thought they were over the ropes. I had it in my head that it was the grab on and then launch yourself over. I thought that was the tope part, yeah, but maybe it's not. Well, Excalibur's always called ones going over that, so I'll I'll defer to him and blame him if I'm wrong. I'll say Ray Phoenix. Yeah, I will as well then. Yeah, if if you Here we want. go, we watch wrestling every week. <laughs> uh, Spinebuster. Uh, Steiner, which it shouldn't be. It's, it's Arn, isn't it? But uh, for some reason, Steiner popped into my head there. Uh, Farouk. Yeah, mine uh, was Farouk as well because he was the he first a... wrestler I knew that did a spinebuster. Oh, and he just spiked them as oh, well. Oh, so the, the rock, the rock, the rock. Oh, yeah, it's good. The rock. The pile driver. Lawler. Mankind's pull up one. Oh, oh nice. I went Foley as well. This is a dreadful runner form. Well, it's almost like we have the same upbringing. Uh, Superkick. HBK. Uh, Mapbook. 
Shawn Michaels. Oh, okay. I think I'll do Matt Buck. Um, <laughs> and that was it. Wow, that's it's actually very brief. Oh, Reese's really Pieces. Thank you. Thank you. They don't always have to be, you know, the Iliad. So thank you very much for sending your Reese's <laughs> Pieces. Thanks for sending in your feedback, guys. Cheers for yes. giving us some content. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. And you can send short. your Reese's. But yeah, short and sweet, just like, uh, I can't say Jack, he's taller than me. But I'm not sweet either. Uh, never mind, just, just keep it short. Uh, mailbag, alcoholic.com. It's Cultaholics. The question. Wow. What a long, drawn-out and tedious podcast. And there's still just more to go. The big question this week, it's on everybody's lips, we know. When is Ross coming back? And the answer to that is... Next week. That's yes. right. Hey. So he's, re- he's returning on Monday uh, with Hell in a Cell WTF, which is going to premiere on YouTube in the evening. And then he'll be back um, with weekly WTF. Um, we got tears coming back, obviously, and he'll be back on the podcast. So you don't have to listen to my bollocks anymore. It's been good. I've enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, Ross brings a, a different dynamic. So I, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that as well. Well, I'm, I'm more than happy with that. I, I think this the podcast has always been you guys. It's a you thing. So thanks for thanks for accepting me, and thanks for not slagging right. me off too much in the comments. No, uh, all the comments good. I've seen for this, the feedback I've got on Twitch or on Twitter has been, "Thank you. I like the really long podcast." Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and like, you to yeah. thank for that because you're st- my cutting off. Nope. No, you're grand. Sorry, I'm back. Um, and we have that you to thank for that because. You could probably be, you could probably tell a story about anything and make it sound both convincing and entertaining. So thank you for that. <laughs> Are you talking about him or about me with my Hall of Fame story? Like, how is he getting all the credit here? Convin- no, you but your stuff's based on like I make it up as well. But you could. That's the thing. You're a scary person, go- Adam. I think he's because- confused what he was going to say about me with you. This has been a horrendous <laughs> podcast for me. No, no, Jack. Your stories are good, but they're usually based. Did on you real hear life. my story so- earlier? I did. It was amazing. That was a joke, though. It wasn't really a story. Yeah, yeah. but convincing applies to that. Right. Yeah, no, but that's true. Your stories are based on things that have happened to you because you've had an interesting life. Pachidi is just naturally no, gifted not. in the ability to talk complete bollocks and tell you You're what happened. You're mixing totally up what's happened no. Yeah, I've had a really interesting life, actually. Jack's been rubbish. Yeah. Did you go to his party? But both birthday party was rubbish. <laughs> 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 no, cheers for... Yeah, I know it's, yeah. it's not been the same for, for a long time, um, but... Yeah, I appreciate everybody being nice and, and not tearing me apart. Because it's tough, isn't it? Thanks, for, it, thanks it, for coming on. No, not at all. See you later. Thank the Lord that I don't have to do these anymore. <laughs> Watching all the wrestling. I've got no time for it. got invoices to pay. Yeah, it's great. Uh, 20 minutes spent talking about wrestling and then you have a two and a half hours about you know freaking everything else, including this week's big question. What is your dream Hell in a Cell match? So, given that it's your last one for a while, Pachiti, we'll start off with you. Um, mine was uh, Austin Vince. Because oh. the, the last match that we got, what was it? King of the Ring 99 with the briefcase going up. That was It wasn't a singles match. It was Vince and Shane versus, versus Austin. But that was like the end of their matches together. And then you've got... It, it was not that it was a... Bad. It wasn't a great ending. Let's be honest. To the to the most heated rivalry in WWE history. It, it, it just so personal. It's one that was completely befitting of Hell in a Cell, and it could be an absolute brawl in the cell. You could have interference from Shane, Trips, Stooges, whatever. It could be an absolute mess with them trying to break in and Vince. Like it, it would just 
it would be fantastic and it would have been a really satisfying end to the feud because I don't think we did get a truly satisfying end to the feud between the two. Obviously, they worked together and like they, they aligned and all that. But as far as that feud, the, the raising of the briefcase thing was a bit of a damp squib. Mm. Squib? Squid. <clears throat> squib. 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 No, I thought it was squid. What does yeah. squib mean? It's a little firework. All oh, right. Interesting. Oh, squib. so it is squib. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Oh. That I makes think sense. It's squid, it goes squib. Like yeah. Jack's birthday party was a bit of a damp squib. <laughs> More than it just well, sodden yeah. squib. <laughs> it's a catastrophe. Yeah, but if Pachiti told it, everyone would believe that was a great yeah. party. Yeah, yeah. It was. Anyway, uh, what's your uh, on fire and well lit squib of a Hell in a Cell match, Jack? I'm gonna go a little bit. I'm gonna cheat a bit and go a bit broader, just to just sort of because it's not WWE, but just Cage in general. Uh, I'm going to go for Magnum TA versus Ric Flair because that's the big Ooh. match that never happened. Because obviously, if people don't know, Magnum TA was kind of being built as like the next big hero, wasn't he, of like Mid-Atlantic and the NWA and stuff. And then he had that legendary feud with Tully Blanchard and then the car crash happened and it ended his career. And I always wonder, because if you go back and watch Magnum TA's stuff, he was so authentic. He was like the Austin of, or he could have been like the Austin of the NWA. He was so good. Um, and he was so good with a great heel like Tully. And I think if he'd gone up against Flair as well, it would have been absolutely fantastic. So that's mine. More just a case of what could have been rather than like any sort of personal bias. I just think it would be nice to see what happened. Interesting one. Have you been mm. watching old NWA? I've been doing a bit or? of a, yeah, a bit of, um, just a bit of Magnum TA stuff because it's like, he was really, really good. Like, yeah. very good. I was expecting that. Belly to belly. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, almost as far back as that, uh, to 2013, setting the scene. CM Punk is defending the title against, I think it was Cena, but then Cena can't do it for some reason. So Ryback, the undefeated Ryback, getting mega push, the biggest push of his career, happens. Hell in a cell. Wow. They can't mess this up, can they? And they did. I want that. The dream match is Ryback pinning CM Punk at Hell in a Cell. Ooh. Because amazed, amazed. Okay, in, in, uh, the first um, match they had, it's a weird finish with that special referee who's never seen again and hasn't been seen since. Mm-hmm. And all right, let's oh, just build up for something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then nothing really came of it. And they had a rematch next year that was based around Heyman and blah, 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 blah. And it's never really happened. That was a big squib. And. <laughs> Really, it was so easy. It was unmessable, but they still found a way. So, Ryback, right I will always argue this. No one's bringing it up, of course. I'll argue with myself. Ryback right should have pinned CM Punk for that thing and it would be a main star there that they could have had the a run with. They didn't, and he just kind of faded away. That's Shame. a fair one. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's really good. good. Yeah. Mm. He was over. He was really over. People like yeah. to pretend he's, he wasn't, but he was over as hell, Ryback. Right Thank you, Adam. 2013, was it? I think so. I'm yeah, he was re- around that time. He was. Yeah. He was really over. Yeah. yeah. People loved him. They did. In the same way that people love Madame Pachiti, who has done such an amazing job as the uh, assistant teacher filling in. Well, the Thanks for having me. Done whatever. Cheers, Adam. Yes. No and also, what have you got on for us this weekend? What have I got on? Uh, so I've got the Impact 
reactions live on Saturday night. A reminder, if you want to get $10 worth of free fight credit, you can go to cultholic.com forward slash impact. And then on Sunday, live Helena Cell reactions. It's me versus Sam on this one. The predictions go live Saturday evening. The winner is the new Cultholic heavyweight champion. The loser is going to be locked in a cell, aka the office next door, because nobody's using it at the moment, um, with something very smelly. Spoilers, it's not a rolling, molding puppet jack. It will be uh, various... Oh, he's good as new. He's good as new. Oh, there he is yay. on the floor. You love seeing yeah. him, don't you? I yeah. do. Yay. No. <laughs> don't put your... Don't be weird. Yay. Yeah. Oh. All right. That. And also, but who will still be here next week? Because where would we be without him? The foundation of the Cold Light Wrestling Podcast, my friend and yours, is pod his podcasts are just like his birthdays. They're amazing. Everyone stays till the very end. Jack the Jobber, what have you got for us this weekend? It's just hollow words at this point. Uh, I've oh, got um, what happened at Helena Cell straight after the show, and I can't think of anything else really. All the usual wrestlers of the week and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, that's what I got. Awesome. And what about I'll be you, Mafu? Uh, the glue of the podcast as people keep on telling me on Twitter I think you just can't get too close to it or you get a headache I will be doing the stream on uh, thank you on Cultaholics Twitch channel and I got a pop out opportunity didn't get a pop from this time that's fine they you, said, two you said streaming channel last time oh did I, I yeah. you just used the right word there <laughs> <laughs> oh I see you by um, I'll be 6pm Saturday and uh, Hopefully there'll be no pizza delivery people knocking on my window wondering to know where the other flat is. That was fantastic oh, that last time. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he would have had to have walked past the entrance oh. that had all the numbers on to walk around all the way around the knock thing. Hopefully that won't happen, but it will be a Saturday and anything can happen here at Cultaholic. Like, oh, I don't know, people can go to patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic and vote for any of the fantastic three picks we have for the Hall of Fame. And even crazier than that, they can send in any of the crazy absurd questions that hopefully won't be addressed to Adam now if we get them for Ross next week, uh, mm. at mailbag at goholic.com. They can do anything they like. And they can also, anything, anything. It can, they can even, by God, <laughs> put their hands up to the webcam like this. On a count of three, would you believe it? They could even say, one, two, three, join us. Join us. Join us. And that'll be the end of the show. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.